do you need drugs or do you need alcohol? Are you good? I'm like, good. I'm good. Let's fucking do, do it. gentlemen boys and girls listeners of all ages welcome to another episode of movies that don't suck and some do my name is neil and i'm chris and this time guys it is the 2023 review yes that means when we look over all the movies that we saw this past year all 103 movies that we reviewed oh my god this past year we got back in the theater guys the people return to the theater. They make sure everyone knew that we love nuclear weapons and video games. John Wick kicked ass again, topping the box office and topping our hearts. Tom Cruise rented a cruise ship to try and cruise his movie into the summer way and is still mission impossible to try to make the money back they lost. <laughs> Defoe made a child monster into a sex monster and then... He stuck around an apartment and shat it all up. Nick Cage gave us six movies in 2023, but nobody can name more than three. Jack Warlow showed us that white men can't jump or act. Disney went out in full farce, giving us remakes, ride movies, and 115 Star Wars and Marvel movies, items, and shows, which started the craze comic book and Star Wars fatigue. And Disney told us that fuck is also proper to say. Don't forget, Indiana Jones finally dialed up the retirement home. Owen Wilson taught us how to make happy trees and blushing bushes. Ben Diesel reminded us that the word family exists by saying it 37 times in a film. This year started with a dancing homicidal doll and ended with a positive message on how to take down the patriarchy doll. Yes, 2023 was interesting, and now us three nerdy middle-aged men are going <laughs> to give our view on the landscape of 2023 with the best of the best of the best. So first, here's my brother from another mother, Chris. Yes, sir. I'm here. Because... And then joining, joining <laughs> us from the state where you don't even want to say your crazy cousin is from, Mark Rodley. I once again brought dinner, <laughs> which seems to be our yearly tradition. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, I mean, we're at your time because you're in Florida. This is like what, like nine o'clock? Uh, it is seven thirty, Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just making fun of the fact that Chris doesn't think I know what Eastern time. Well, is. just making sure, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you guys keep. Um, and look, I I asked to be on here. I'm not going to be like Alexis is on my show and be like, I am besieged on all sides. You dragged me here against my will. No, I begged. To come I'm on. glad. I'm glad you're here. Really yeah, am. and yeah, this um, is my fun. It's like literally, I already have a party set up to go to after this because like this so, is like one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, hey guys, can I get on the show? Can I be part of your yearly review? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Okay, what time? Seven thirty your time. Look, man, like we're busy people. <laughs> we have dinner. <laughs> yet again i'm gonna eat on your show oh, like a good podcaster that's right <laughs> that's that's good stuff that's good stuff and so um so now we got the top 10 mm -hmm. of 
2023. Now we're going to go through the top 10. We're going to go through the worst five of 2023 at some point. We're going to go through our honorable mentions because to be honest, I think I, I could have done a top 20. I could have yeah, seen because there was, I, I had to keep knocking movies off my list. Like there's one movie I literally remembered last night. Chris like, and I have been I had going to back and redo forth. Redo everything. So Chris and I send each other nudes, but yeah. also yeah. we've been we've been sharing each other's we've been whipping out and sharing each other's lists and comparing them. Mm-hmm. And even since the last time him and I were looking at each other's lists, our vascular lists, yeah, yeah, I've had to change mine. Same one, like, same the movie, Like I can't not put this in my top ten yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I changed mine considerably. So and yeah, I, I changed mine literally till last <laughs> night at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like also, I was like. I was going through it. And I was just like, "Oh shit, this movie exists." Oh shit. Uh, well, I guess I got to get rid of another one. Like, yeah, I also, tried not to get rid of one, and I was like, "Oh no, this movie needs to be there." Also, the worst list changed too because I, I had that put up, and I was like, "God, there's so many bad movies I've seen this year too." So, um, yeah, a lot of disappointing movies. Like, I wouldn't even say like they were bad. Like, yeah. for example, Dead Reckoning. Uh huh is fine we gave it a good review it's it wasn't as it didn't make as much money as i'd hoped it would Mm -hmm. like i go back and like i I go through all my old tiktoks and everything you can hear me on one of the shows i think the week before dead reckoning came out and i'm just like oh yeah tom cruise is coming for you and i'm like doing (laughs) fat albert like "Ah, you know and then it comes out and it's like a wet fart in church it's like oh this is and then it's not even as good as i wanted it to be uh, yeah, I was. So I, I was so kind it, of. So it was like it's not bad. It's not on. It's not on any of my list. But yeah, I was really disappointed by Dead Reckoning. I, I was uh, upset that it didn't make more money. I thought it was going to do it, but people to give a fuck. I think part of it is having a part one. The name automatically just like I'm waiting for part two so I can watch it all. You know, like kind of. Like yeah. We saw Dune. You didn't know Dune was part one until you walked in and it says Dune part one at the beginning. You're like, Oh, there's like two more. Not for nothing. No, no, no. no, no, no. I got, I got the reason why is because they kept delaying it. And let's be honest, we saw the same fucking trailer for part one oh for like a year and a half yeah. of him riding that, riding that scooter bike right off that mountain. <laughs> and it's like, so you already gave away the best freaking, uh, the best freaking. Yeah, it was like Morbius and Black Widow. Remember how many times they delayed those and how many times we saw? I, uh, the amount of times I saw the trailers was was greater than the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, by any means, I agree with that. Well, uh, guys, I'm thinking we should jump into this. Uh, so, roundabout, do you guys want to uh, what? Rock, paper, scissors? Like, who who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first with my number. You'll go first. All oh, right. So, Chris, starting our top ten list. Yes, top ten list. Oh, my number ten is the killer. The what? The killer. The killer. Uh, the the Netflix. Yeah. Oh, movie. dude! I'm gonna have to go back and change my list again. <laughs> so, uh, what I like for the killer. killer. So it's not God tier Fincher, is but it's pretty good. Uh, there when it comes to being Fincher, at least. I just realized I got the uh, German version of the poster. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It still says the. I guess it says the killer. Dirt killer. <laughs> Dirt killer. Dirt killer. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the thing about about what I love about this is, uh, you know, you have David Fincher and you have Michael Fassbender, two like amazing artists, and they come together and they make a just a fucking solid movie, right? Like, um, it, they're just so professional. It felt so clean that way. Uh, Fincher's been doing something different each movie, but this one. Sort of just seems it's tight and it's just 
to me, it was I. It felt right to me, and I, I don't really, I can't really explain why. I tried to put into words why I thought this was number ten, but it felt right number ten for me because I was excited for it and I wasn't let down when I saw it. I have not seen the killer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see it a little later this year. Yeah, um, my friend Sean Comer and it's I did a, triple, did a triple feature of David Lynch movies. We did Mulholland Drive. Yeah, we did. Uh, Dark Highway, Lost Highway, whichever the name of the movie mm-hmm. is called, um, Lost Highway, and then we did um, Blue Velvet. Oh yeah, because yeah. I can hear your fucking radio, you <laughs> stupid shit. And <laughs> and um, we talked about how like later on, like this year, we have to we we need to do the killer. Mm-hmm. We did a whole thing on David Lynch and how like you know what an auteur filmmaker he is. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. I've heard nothing but good things about the killer. It's just one of those where I think I had it on my list of things to review and mm-hmm. then shit happens. Yeah. Actually, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, <clears throat> we were supposed to do the killer with pain hustlers and oh, yeah. I didn't get the chance to see either of them. And we ended up doing Godzilla minus one. Oh, well, I mean, Godzilla minus one's great one too. <laughs> And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that later. All right. Uh, good. Let's move it along. Mark, what you got? The number 10 movie on my list of great movies this year is Evil Dead Rise. Mm. And oh, my God. I love you. I love you, <laughs> I love you Neil. This, this is the movie. This is the movie I had to knock off of one of my lists. It came because, close. Yeah, it, it was. It got knocked off of my list because of the fact that uh Literally, I, I found out another movie existed. Yeah. Anyway, my list is a combination of the movies I enjoyed the most, along yeah. with which was which was made the best. Oh yeah. And and so it's a it's a it's you know fifty fifty. And Evil Dead Rise is one of the best made films this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said it on on our review. It the sound design should win an Oscar. Oh, yeah. It is yes. Not it just is, the sound design, yeah, but so much more. The there casting so of the bad guy, the you know, the zombie mom, mm-hmm. was spot on. I've never seen like just based on physical presence and look, a more perfect casting choice. <laughs> when she devolves into whatever they call the the creatures in those movies, yeah, um, she the looks, yeah, she looks so is scary and so perfect. She has this walk oh, about yeah. her where you like. Is it weird that I want to bang the zombie mom? Like, I, I, it's so good. Um, I she almost turned into like zombie Melia Djokovic. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Like, it's like, it's like she, she, when she walks down the hallway and she's like killing the neighbors. Yeah. I was like, now imagine that on a runway though. In Paris. <laughs> she's perfect. Um, the kids were all good. They were all solid performances. It's a slight story, um, but I think it had really good scares, a lot mm. of graphic imagery. Oh, yeah. It was unsettling. Like, I went with um, the Bogwitch that used to live in my house, and there was a couple of times I was fucking jumped in her lap. Like, protect me, Bogwitch. She's like, I'll cast a spell. No, no. Oh, like, the gore in it was great. And the thing is, it shows, uh, even though, like, uh, Evil Dead, the uh, the other remake, came out, like, a couple years ago, it shows that you don't need it to be kids in a cabin in a wood getting right. scared or Bruce Campbell involved. As long as you can do it and you can do it correctly, even though Bruce yeah. Campbell was the voice on the record, yeah. I know that 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 that's one. Of it the absolutely it was in the but, spirit of the Evil Dead IP, and yeah. like I said, the the actual technical movie crafts is some of the best 
this year, and that's why it made my top ten. So I saw it at Pink Fest last year um, with a, a okay. full theater, full theater because it was show they're showing a week early because Pink Fest or whatever. And I gotta tell you, I'm that cheesier scene. I could hear the whole theater just. Just do the, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've almost vomited while watching a movie. But yeah, when, yeah. when she was chewing the glass, I'm like, I like the box oh. was like, please don't vomit on me. I'm like, I'm not making any promises. So gross, but so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's effective fucking movie. And it, it, it yes. I everyone my uh, wife was squirming the whole time while watching it. So, dude, uh, I it, to this day when I think about it, I still have that like, you know. <laughs> All right. yeah. Dude, that, that, that was one of like seriously again that was a movie that it was on my top 10 at one point it was in my honorable mentions but then like it got moved around a lot and that is actually the movie i cut at 4 a.m this morning to make it and to i get it the other room for the movies i put on I, I have a funny feeling like my honorable mentions and your like bottom five are going to be like interchangeable to where it's a personal preference. <laughs> it might be, dude. I'm Sorry. not going to lie. Right, no, 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 no. Because you said a lot of your bottom five, the worst were Disney movies. And, oh, uh, no, no, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about like my bottom in the top 10. Yeah. But yeah, oh. my, my worst movies, oh, that fucking. So we did our year in review on Monday. Yeah. And I go through and I make a spreadsheet of the budget times too. <laughs> um, take that number and, and uh, subtract it from the worldwide total. Oh wow! <laughs> Using that mathematics, Disney lost a half a billion good. in the year of our Lord yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, like that is a company in fucking free fall, and a lot of their movies are on worst five. By any means, all right. So, moving on. You're number Here's 10. my top ten. Number ten. Number ten. Now, I judge movies on rewatchability mm-hmm. as much as I put, charge them on how good of a film they are. So, my top 10 is probably going to look a lot different than your guys' top 10. I just want you guys to know that. And I had to put this one at top 10 because I thought it was the movie that I would rewatch. In fact, I've already rewatched it at least 10, 15 times. (laughs) And that is the one, the only, John Wick 4. Too low. Yeah. How is no, that no, no, I'll, I'll, no, when I explain things later, you'll understand why this is as low okay. as it is. But the entire movie is one uh, spectacular sequence after another, never stops until the final minutes. One nonstop sequence that one, uh, one stood out was, uh, you know, John and the Marquise meet Paris area, uh, the up the stairs, down the stairs, up the stairs, one of the best action scenes and stuff. Um, there's a whole scene that kind of reminded me of the warriors from 1979. That, uh, you know, I really, really love, like, I really thought the dude was going to be like, warriors come out the play you know like uh just uh even though i I really wanted this to be higher i'll tell you why when the other ones pop up and you'll know why so so do you want to know where it is john where it is on my list because it's it's on mine so i don't remember how we did this last year not yet not yet okay let me let me say this and maybe this gives away where it is on my list but i'm going to tell you it is the best made both in craft and enjoyment action, pure action movie of the year of our Lord, 2023. There's not a single movie. (laughs) There's another action movie on my list, but this was even better than that one. When you think of all the craft elements plus pure enjoyment, it doesn't get any better than John wick Four. I will tell you that uh, that overhead long shot. It was one of the best scenes I've ever seen in cinema. Like to to this day. Um, 
That was a long shot near, near the end. That, John Wick 4 yeah. it is literally, uh, I think, the only action movie I have on my top 10. Really? Because I, look, I love you, Neil. I, look, I will well, get there's married. One other movie, there's one other movie, but it's more drama than action. I'm going to say that. I will gay poly marry you, Neil. But let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I, I literally thought about this list this year. I, was I like, literally put it this when we, when we did ours, I, I, I did this on Monday on our show, and I was like, and the Alexis Haina of movies that don't suck, it's on that dude, Neil. He's going to have like all fucking big Disney and fucking Marvel movies on his. Because I remember like, Chris is the gay cowboys eating pudding guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I, his and I list are going to be more comparable. And then there's then there's just like, the jingling keys, pretty colors list that Neil's going to put together. So when you're like, Oh, I only have one action movie on here. I'm like, really? Where's the real Neil? So, so uh, the real Neil. Um, I had, um, I, I had a, um, I had a, a um, rule. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I, I had a rule that <laughs> I didn't want to put any sequels on my top 10 list. Uh, yeah. but I do, so I do. Number nine. Huh? What's your number nine? Oh, number nine. My number nine is Wonka. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the Wonka. Yeah, the like Wonka. Yeah, it's the most wholesome movie I've seen in all year. Uh, Timothy, when you hate musicals, Timothy, when we almost you tell me not to book Hold on, dude. Timothy, when we were almost immediately, I actually walked out of this movie still like smiling and skipping. That's how happy this movie feel. I love the whole alternative European city, and I I even picked up chocolate on the way home, dude. I fucking. Love Wonka because it made me feel so good inside. <laughs> Paul King. Okay, so Ken, I, Wonka, I, I, Wonka's higher on my list than that. It's absolutely on my list. My comments about Wonka when we reviewed it were, it was nice to see a return to old, old Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's clearly got a distinctive set design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the musicals, the musical numbers were all great oh yeah not memorable not distinctive but taken as a whole you're right it was light it was airy it was beautiful and it reminded me of what hollywood like the golden age of hollywood musicals it was so gorgeous like just just the colors just everything about it just it made me feel good walking out of it which i gotta tell you most movies i watch i uh, end up i want to feel bad coming out but this one i just didn't have a smile I was just feeling so good about Wonka. No, no. Bottom line, this is the thing about Wonka. This is why I think it was so good. Wonka, like the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Gene Uh Wilder, of course, fucking golden star in the damn movie. (laughs) But how many of the other characters do you remember so distinctly? Like, you remember Grandpa Joe. You remember Veruca Saul. You remember the Oompa Loompas. You remember everything because each character did such a good part in that movie that even though Willy Wonka is there, he's not the main character and stuff. It's all spread out amongst every person has their time. Just like this movie Wonka where Olivia Coleman, uh, as the, the, the laundry lady, as you have, you know, who grant as the Oompa Loompa, as you have noodle, as you have, like you have, um, the, the chocolate three, uh, whatever, you know, uh, mm-hmm. And each one of them is so distinctive that it makes a whole movie better because you're not just concentrating on one character like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory of Tim Burton. Oh, that, which that Tim Burton, Johnny Depp one was a piece of shit. I don't like it. Yeah, and the reason being is because <laughs> they're concentrating so much on Willy Wonka. 
Right. They weren't concentrating on all the side characters. All the side characters got thrown to the side. And the thing is, what with Wonka, it always has to be a full cast. It has to be it has to be a, a Knives Out, a Glass Onion, yeah. a Murder on the Orient Express. It has to be like everybody has to come together or it doesn't work at all. I agree. Yeah. And I, re- I, like I said, Wonka's a lot higher on my list than it is on Chris's, uh, presumably maybe, maybe even yours. But I will tell you, like I said, I went into December, like, I every movie's going to suck. I hate what I do. I don't want to do podcasting anymore. Like, <laughs> that was my attitude about December. Like, Wonka, Aquaman, like, oh, my God, just just give me the Iron Claw because I'm a huge wrestling fan, and let's get the fuck out of this year already. <laughs> and I saw Wonka, and I was, like, tears in my eyes. Dude. My kids all enjoyed it. I took them. Like, it was so – and I, like, we went on – I did the review with Robert and Alexis – and I was like gushing about this movie. I was like, I can't. It surprised the shit out of me because I was not looking forward to it. I all. was, I was with you, man. Walked in dreading it, and it completely mm-hmm. turned me around. Like ten minutes in, seeing uh, Timothy Chalamet, who so dreamy, but but he was so good. <laughs> he, so well. <laughs> he so is. He is like I, I. Oh, me and Timothy. Oh, the oh. other night, oh, we sat right. around, we hung out. Anyway, but that's number, great. Uh, Mark, number nine for you. Extraction two. The other really great action movie of this year. <laughs> Look, it's a slight story. I, I did not. I did not think that one. Oh my god! I have 115 posters downloaded from this. <laughs> I did not think someone was going to throw an extraction. Here's what I say about our show, DMU Hollywood on W2M Network. It's it's movie deconstruction on at every facet of making a movie from the craft to mm-hmm. the marketing to the financial. And when I think about Extraction 2 and why it made my list, there was not, besides John Wick, there was not another action movie I saw this year that was as competently made as Extraction 2. It, it, the, that, his invasion of the prison and then escape, the one shot of him fighting oh God, through all dude, the guards. Like Robert, when we talked about this on Monday, Robert actually was like, at one point, he blocks a Molotov cocktail. His arm catches fire, and he starts punching people with his fiery <laughs> fist. Yes! Yes! I mean, not to go Chris off on Chris Hemsworth needs more, like, gall for the stuff that he's done. Not just Extraction 2, but everything. Like, yeah. he's, he's in the dumb secretary in the, the bad Ghostbusters movie. The only reason that movie was any good was because of him. I, like, he needs to get more respect in yeah. what he does. Look, I... Not to go off on a rant or a tangent, I'm, I'm going to say this really quickly. We, we're dealing with a movie marketplace that is desperately trying to cater to women without mm-hmm. really understanding how women work. Yeah. And when you make a movie that is so unapologetically geared towards men and what men want, I'm going to call it out and I'm going to give it high praise, yeah. assuming it's competently made. It's not getting yeah. it's it's not grading on a curve. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you saw the men. You appreciated right. the men. You gave the men what they wanted, and what you gave the men that they wanted was one of the best made movies of this year. Chris Hemsworth is excellent in this. All the performances are excellent. Um, yes. I could have done with a little bit more. I think it's Idris Elba, and I think it was one of my complaints about like why'd you put him in this if you were going to use him that much? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I got, then yeah, I got yelled at I by everyone on my podcast. I was like Extraction Three, motherfucker, and I'm like, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> This uh, this, um, this yeah, got knocked I, off my uh, own mention, so I'm glad that you mentioned it. So, yeah, no, I, I'm glad you mentioned it too because it was yeah. It was, anyone watching this podcast, one of the movies I got knocked off. If anyone's watching this podcast, like, what movie should I watch this year that I haven't yet? If you haven't seen Distraction Two, you missed out. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, dude, get a couple beers, go get your buddies, watch a good action movie. It's a yeah, good action watch movie. Chris Hemsworth fuck a motherfucker up a lot. Fuck a motherfucker up fucking hardcore style. Um, so mine goes more, my number nine kind of goes more into the drama universe. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, this is probably one of the most nominated films of the year. Uh, this is the one, the only, um, the one that is from the area I live in. It is Killer of the Flower Moon. See, now, Neil, Neil real reason, quick, real quick. I thought Rhea, I thought this is one you showed you. She's been talking shit about it. Oh, since it came out, you've been talking so much about Killers of the Flower Moon. All right, Moon. well, let me let me talk shit about it, and then let me figure out and tell you why okay. it's at number nine and not higher up the okay. list. Hang on. Like, you know, how everybody else was. One. Hey, before you do, before you do, it's my number eight. So I'm going to say what I need to say now. After cool. You. It's we'll my number five. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Uh, Why it's number nine is because I always grade on rewatchability. I can't watch this again. Like, if I did, it's a whole fucking afternoon. Yeah, I was going to say, no no one's rewatching Killers of the Flower Moon. Are you nuts? No, no, no. But being from where I'm at, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I live literally right next to the, I like Osage casino is a thing that I work at constantly for, you know, the Osage is a very big thing about this area. So what they actually said in the movie was very respectively close to very much the truth of what happened, which doesn't happen in today's movies. We'll talk about that later, (laughs) but uh, there's a very honest biography, but also uh, Martin Scorsese, obviously he did the couple things that he's known for. First, he did a complicated relationship with an American and its history. He sets the stage for the film by clearly telegraphing the inherent exploitation of the United States government's treatment of, you know, Native Americans. Um, but then the second thing he does is he also preoccupy, uh, the preoccupation is, uh, oh gosh, I can't read my words, uh, <laughs> immense empathy for people in his films. So people that are minor characters like Ernest mm. was a minor character in the book and he made it like more of a you know this is the character you should care about you know even though in the book he's just that guy you read about every three chapters so i thought this was a really good movie i i think it by any means robert de niro uh leo um you know all of them and to be honest after seeing the golden globes this past week and lily gladstone winning God, this is so this was a movie this was not on my top 10 list originally this was not but then going back and hearing what she said about it and then me i i kind of went back and reviewed it and watched a little bit of the clips and stuff like that i was like so damn you take two amazing actors acting incredibly behaving badly and you have an inwardly watching a million dollar budget. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. But you have these, but you have like all these amazing actors, De Niro, uh, you know, DiCaprio, uh, Lily, uh, Tantu, Plemons, Brendan Fraser shows up in it. I, uh, it's really long. It is really long. I didn't have to pee though. I held it. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 I love the just the score season. You know, do murder so well. And, and, we get tons of it, and also I wanted a few points because uh, Jason Isles in it, and it's really on the fixed teeth. So, so I just to talk about that. The for a uh, performances are 
probably the second or third best of any film I saw this year. Mm-hmm. I'm with yeah. you. It, it, Lily Gladstone deserves an Oscar for her performance. Oh, She's amazing in this. Dude. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm a huge fan of because he is consistently putting out when you think about like what what does acting look like? It looks like what Leonardo DiCaprio does. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, like he how really that guy did not get an Oscar for a second movie ever. Um, uh, what's eating Gilbert Gray? <laughs> Fuck the, Come the, on, dude, dude, the, the basketball dog. Ma, ma, <laughs> ma, ma. <laughs> ma. <laughs> Listen, I need you to give me some money. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> So good. But, but like, my yeah, house, basketball diaries. Everybody What's in my house knows I'm yelling like, at the basketball diaries right yeah, now because yeah. they've all heard me scream ma before. <laughs> um Robert De Niro is amazing in this. And considering we've seen the shitty Robert De Niro, yeah. and then we rem- then we were reminded what a great actor he is oh, yeah. under the right tutelage. Um it's not higher on my list than number eight because it has zero rewatchability. And <laughs> I'm a film snob. Yeah. My enjoyment of this was cinema. Yeah. Cinema. Yeah. You know, cinema. <laughs> and that's about the only enjoyment I got out of it. Okay. Like, this is not a feel good movie. This was not a rip roaring roller coaster of a ride. This was, this was, come here. This was. Uh, oh, wait, oh my God. Now he's snagging people to, to wait, come come and say things with on him. three. What's going on? On One, three. Two, three. Cinema. One, two, oh. three. Cinema. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> um, and that is about all I have to say about Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. It is exquisite right. cinema. It is not enjoyable. Chris, what's your number eight? The Holdovers. The Holdovers? Yeah, this is number eight. Yeah, this is uh, October, November. Uh, it's got Paul G. Motti. Uh, it's directed and directed and frustrated by Alexander Payne. Um, Alexander Payne did Election. He did Dissonance. And he uh, did. You know, Citizen Ruth, and this is, and he did sideways, and this is, to me, this is Alexander Payne at his best when he puts heart into a movie. Um, I think Neil, you probably, you saw, you liked it too, right? I think we, I gushed uh, about it. It was a, it was a good movie. Okay, I'll fine. talk about it later. Okay, um, but I love the whole feel of this thing. It's a Christmas movie, which we don't get a whole lot of anymore, I guess, or a good one at least. Um. I, I cried like a bitch twice of in this movie. Just like just you know, I was sobbing in my lot. seat next to my buddy who it was a stone face, looked over, I'm like like covering my eyes a he bit. He cries <laughs> when I tell him about dead kittens. Yeah. But uh Dominic uh Sessa, the guy who played the main character in this is amazing. Giamatti's amazing. And just having that whole feel of a seventies film with even the grain and the uh and the cigarette burn in the top right. Um uh it just it just Made me feel good inside, and you know, I cried and I felt good. And then, uh, I didn't, I, I haven't been able to talk to him, too many people about the movie because no one saw it. So, hopefully, even next, you know, will you stop smoking weed on camera? I, I haven't, I'm seen not it smoking yet. weed, it's on I'm my smoking list. tobacco, actually. Yeah, okay. you dumbass. It's, it's on my list of things to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Peacock now, so I have no excuse. Yeah, I will tell you that my partner. My uh, my other hetero life mate yeah. Robert Winfrey of Damn You Hollywood. It's on his. It's high up on his top ten. <laughs> and if it's high up on his top ten, considering most movies these days make him consider suicide, um, 
That's what <laughs> starts with you wanting to commit High praise from the man from Utah. So, <laughs> so um, oh, I, I, that's really like my only contribution to this part of the conversation. It's a movie I need to see. Yeah, I'm All right, so number eight, your, uh, number eight already is Killer of the Flower Moon for you. Any other parts you want to put on there, Mark? As far as talking about Killers of the Flower Moon, um, yeah. I think one of the things we talked about was the color paletting. Um, mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese took a very drab part of the United States and gave it, it. I enjoyed the color paletting of Killers of the Flower Moon. I think it really brought the earthiness of mm-hmm. that area of Oklahoma to life. Yeah, I felt like I was there. Um, it does. It really does. That's that's a that's a reason I like it so much. Mm-hmm. And after reevaluating it, is because yeah. like literally, uh, my wife and my mother in law like literally are uh, part Native American. Mm-hmm. So like we're literally a part of that culture around here. And believe me, it, it, it did. It, it just like uh, how Watchmen the series uh, put a light on Black Wall Street, which was mm-hmm. one of the most horrendous things that ever happened in humanity. Oh, my God, another white person knows about Black Wall Street. <laughs> Have you told you how much I love you, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> there's, hey, there's literally a bed right here. If you ever want to come in Tulsa, <laughs> hang out for a weekend. Like, like, right here, there's a whole bed. You can sleep in a closet. You can don't write hang out for a weekend. Bizarre don't for write both your ass and cash, because I will come. <laughs> especially nowadays. No, do it anytime, anytime. We got a pool, a bar. Anyway, um... But anyway, your so wife's gonna be like, why, "Why is your fat friend still here?" I don't know. He's <laughs> he won't believe be. me. You wouldn't be the first person. Or anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's just one of those movies that it's so it's so dead on about how it pays. Can we, can we talk about anatomy of a scene? Yeah. Um, so Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of the movie. I talked about this on my podcast, but if you ask me, like, is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about how great this one scene is. Like. Because it, because anything that really drives at the heart of the human existence is something that's going to ring out to me. So picture it, right? It's the end of the movie, and Leonardo DiCaprio has spilled the beans. He's turned on Robert De Niro. He's washed his hands of this whole ugly affair. And then Lily Gladstone sits in front of him, and she's like, and I don't remember the, the exact dialogue exchange, but something along the lines of, hey, did you poison me? <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio in the most wonderful scene of this entire movie, in the best performed bit of this entire movie, has a moment where he can, he he can never be forgiven, but at least he can absolve himself of the crime he committed. And he chooses not to. He lies to her face. And he lies to her face in the way that only a husband who's been caught red-handed lies to their wife. Yes, 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 100%. I agree with this, yes. Like, did, you, did you bang a hooker? <laughs> no. And he kind of does that. Like, <laughs> me? me? Like, and it's so funny because he kind of does one of these. He's just like, did you poison me? Like, were you giving me insulin or were you, like, trying to kill me? <laughs> I was <laughs> You know. <laughs> At which point, Lily Gladstone goes... I, I think our business here is concluded yeah. and gracefully walks without touching the floor out oh. the door. <laughs> and Leonardo right. DiCaprio looks at Jesse Plemons and goes, I fucked up, didn't I? And Jesse <laughs> Plemons is like, yeah, it's just, you're, you're done, pal. You're done. It's, it's done. so good. Like if, if, if you can't, if it's too much movie for you and you can't sit through all nine hours of Killers of the Flower Moon, if like that time dilation doesn't work for you, just watch that one scene. <laughs> it is, it is brilliant. It is ex- it is why they gave Martin Scorsese three hours and a blank check. All right. 
So, <laughs> moving on now from that number to eight, this. Neil. All right, all right. Uh, my number eight, my number eight is none other than the other long ass fucking movie we had to sit in a goddamn theater for because I do respect it. I do respect it if it's a piece of art, and I do, but I'm never watching this motherfucker ever again. Do the fact that I already hate the bastard because he fucked up all the Batman oh, come movies. Come on, yeah. Oh, Mr. you're psycho. Fallen Mr. Oppenheimer himself. Christopher Nolan. This was a great movie. I love it, but it was like four hours, and it, it seemed like um, it seemed like six at some points. Yo, but, Chris. Yo, Chris, get your boy. Okay, yeah, your boy. boy's your boy's out of fucking control, man. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. Gillian Murphy, going, this going. Gillian Murphy, Robert uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, Florence uh, Pugh, Emily Blunt. I mean, the cast was ridiculous. Stacked. The score, Stacked. the score is one of the most beautiful things in the entire world of a movie behind the score and everything like that. Um, but the thing with me is just, it's too damn long. And the reason, the reason it's not higher is not once did he show the credibility of them killing millions of people. I'm not going to tell you I what mean, this is on my list, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk, talk about this in a second. So on this show, but, but, well, well, can I, can I finish me? Can I finish? Sorry, fucker. Go can ahead. Finish? Can I finish? Uh, can I finish? Can I finish? Are you going to let me finish? You going to let me finish now? Go ahead, you going to let me finish? Am I going to finish? Dude, finish, finish already. We're seriously, we're all out of breath. Okay, we're sweating. Please finish. Right. I don't care where you this finish. This is a great finish. movie and all that stuff. I love this movie. This movie by Christopher Nolan is one of his masterpieces. He's got like two, and uh, but this is one of them, and um, and it, it, just the rewatchability. Of course, you can't watch it because it's like you know what three hours and forty minutes. And now he wants to put out an extended version of it. Three hours, and I'm like, hey, whatever. <laughs> but the scenes in this movie and the art of this movie. It's just so beautifully done. Like, um, I know it's kind of a little grotesque, but like, even like where he's getting interviewed in the uh, office by those guys, and all of a sudden he's talking about his his past relationship with Florence, and she's like, literally, all of a sudden they're like butt naked, fucking like staring right at Emily Blunt. Like, you know, it was just like scenes like that really made this whole movie because it was just like every time they talked about it, everything, everything had. For Sasha, like um, the way that Robert Downey Jr. acted, as soon as he entered the picture, like that guy's gonna fuck some people over. Like you just knew it from the way he, the way his attitude was, the way his personality was, and they all knocked it out of the park. The music in this movie, the visuals in this movie, the direction in this movie was fucking ridiculously awesome. For me to even put a Christopher Nolan movie in my top ten list fucking really tells you how much I appreciate I am, this film. I am not a man that scares easily. I've died a few times. I'm, you know, I, <laughs> I'm a big, angry New Yorker. Nothing much <laughs> scares me. I'll fucking fight a horse. I don't care. <laughs> I'm <laughs> frightened about what you put above Oppenheimer. <laughs> what nonsense did you, did you okay. think was better than Oppenheimer? Oh, so, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. So, so and here, the, reason, the reason being is 
coming over my hatred for Christopher Nolan, which, which and is how so he insane to me. <laughs> how he butchered, uh, you know, Joker. Fuck how he butchered you. Batman. How he butchered my entire. I don't even know what he's saying anymore, Chris. Franchise. Like, at, at this point, I feel like right Neil here, had a stroke. Look at this. This is the long Halloween, right? Signed by Tim Sale to Neil. Right here on my desk. I okay. literally love Batman and Joker, and he fucked them. You so apparently hardcore. hate movies, though. It's okay. weird that you do a podcast about it. So, so <laughs> no, I just hate people that fuck them. Okay, fuck so Neil, 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 real quick, uh, <laughs> like literally, I got Detective Comics one through yeah. over, like the last six months, right but here. It's so I'll odd you don't watch <laughs> movies and like them. So, so Neil, here's the here's the deal. I've talked to many Batman fans that love The Dark Knight, which to me, and you can disagree, it's my favorite Batman movie. Easy. And I'm sure each one of them was under the age of 25. No, they're all they're, they're over the age of 40. Anyway. I, I've said it before. I will say it again. The Batman is the best Batman movie. <laughs> the best movie starring Batman is The Dark Knight. No, that's good one. That's good. So, I will agree with that, but I hate how he fucking butchered my characters. That's the thing. That's I, what I, you know, you know, I, I love it. I'm not going to say it's not a good movie. It's not great. And I'm not, we're, not gonna, we're not going to do long. Chris, okay. so, uh, not, uh, real quick, I'm, I'm not saying that. Just act. I'm, let me finish my sentence. Can I finish? Can I finish? I'm eating my Please finish you all us. <laughs> but anyway, it's not the fact that it's just it was not my Batman. It was not my joke. Okay. Period. That's who it was. Anyway. So imagine making a three hour blockbuster movie in IMAX about the making of the tongue bomb. Because that's <laughs> can, what I, this can I was... quote Robert again? Robert's line from Monday pretty much sums up the Barbenheimer thing for me. Barbie was always gonna get made. Not maybe the movie we got, but there was always going to be a Barbie movie at some point. Mm -hmm. What special alchemy, magic, <laughs> fucking situation of probability allowed a major motion picture studio like Universal yeah. to put out a three-hour movie about the making of the atomic bomb? In IMAX, dude. Like In fucking, IMAX. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> Again, one of my top voting perspectives of my movie top ten list mm -hmm. is rewatchability. They cut that movie up on TikTok, and I and you know there's a lot of stuff I'll just kind of like flip through. Mm -hmm. But yeah. every time I see a clip from Oppenheimer, I stop and watch. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But still, it's not like I can watch the whole three hours and forty five minutes. I can't even watch Infinity War like <laughs> in that fucking time. And I love Infinity War. So the, like, the thing about Oppenheimer is not a frame wasted to me in that movie. Uh, everything that's there adds to it, and they could also. I didn't read the book, obviously, but the, the, going into people were worried that was a glorify Oppenheimer, and it's been the movie sucking his dick, and they didn't do that, which is makes it a good movie, really. You know, so uh, Killian Murphy was great. I, I have I, this is higher on my list, but we'll talk about it then, I guess, a little bit, yeah. but yeah. Talking about well, higher on your list, Chris. We got to move on. We got to okay. get on. To, Let me real quick. Oppenheimer is a lot higher on my list. Okay. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, and we, guys, we'll talk about it then. But we're already getting getting to like an hour, and we're not even halfway. Through I'm so this excited fire. to do more, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So anyway, uh, cool, Chris. What's your number seven? Infinity Pool. I don't even have it. I, I no, I didn't even get a fucking didn't watch it. It's okay. It's probably the most fucked up movie I've seen this year. Um, it's a uh, 
Yeah, fucked up as in it fucked and sucked. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> if this shows up in your top five, was, I'm just hey, so upset. I, in Chris's defense, this was also on yeah, Robert. Let me see your defense. One, I want your defense. It was one of the ones that Robert Winfrey liked a lot too. So oh. you're in good company. Yeah, yeah. Let me okay. let me see your defense of this. Okay, so uh, one of the things that I love is uh, seeing Brandon Cronenberg direct this. Who's the son of you know the other Cronenberg? Um, and so he falls in his death. He says this movie is fucked up. Night imagery, nightmare imagery. There's instantaneous jizzing in the in, somewhere in this, and there's a. I once saw instantaneous yes, jizzing is. open up for Metallica in 1989 at the Massacre Coliseum. This thing has yes. burned itself in my brain. Uh, images from this, and Mia Goth screaming has burned itself in my brain. This movie is fucked up. It's 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 gory. It's scary. It's an acid trip. Oh, that's why you like it. That's yeah. why you it's like it because your girlfriend's in it. Yeah, Mia Goth. She's great. His <laughs> girlfriend Mia Goth. Like, listen, since... you can't knock the hustle. Okay, Mia Goth is hot as shit. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, she's doing great right now. But uh, okay, and, uh, no, this. Go ahead. It's just uh, you know, it it follows basically it takes with another foreign country. I don't even wait too much about because it, it reveals itself, but. It's it's a horror film. It's a and it's also fucking. It's super fucked up. <laughs> I was so happy when I walked Just out. Just a bunch of people have sex and it doesn't make it a horror film. I get it. Ha ha ha. But but um, you know what? Did this not even enter your idea like brain when? No, I no. It was actually going to be my top five bad, and I knocked it out. For Good, because I would have lost my goddamn mind on you. But um, I know. I know. Weird to watch Chris my top five worst yet. It's like, almost Chris would like too, leave buddy. his box and go somehow get into Neil's box. Like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, the movie was all right. All right, it was okay. Mm. But the thing is, it okay. wasn't enough to put a top ten list. It wasn't good enough even put in the top five worst. It was a good, very mediocre film at that. It was artsy as fuck. They tried it, but like so many points of the movie did not go together. I had the same problem with it when we reviewed it back when it came out. I even rewatched like parts of it to see where I was at. Dude, I rewatched parts of almost every movie that we reviewed like in the last <laughs> couple of weeks to try to make sure. I was at where I thought I was at with that movie. And um, it was one of those movies that, yeah, it's trying to be creepy, like um, Eyes Wide Shut. It's trying to be weird. No, no, hold on. No, it's not trying to be. It is being. It's, it's succeeding in being its own thing, though. But you know what? I, I, I mean, I guess. Okay, fine. But I mean, I guess if I, if I you know... Get a get a videotape of two guys doing a girl. I get a videotape of two girls it's doing not a that, guy. That, that, it's what, not what, the what, same thing at all. Uh, it's not uh, the same thing at all. You're right. Those are two completely. Mark, different when you stories. watch it, we'll talk about it and we'll we'll gush about it. But what's your number uh, seven? Rar, Godzilla <laughs> minus one. Nice, nice. What Godzilla minus one's a solid movie. It's number um, seven. Oh damn! Yeah, it's my number seven. Um. It's a solid story. It's well acted. It's probably the best representation of the Godzilla monster on film in quite some time. And that includes the MonsterVerse. Um, every Godzilla fan I've talked to uh, has sung its praises. Uh, the, the destruction sequences are well read, um, very readable. Godzilla as a destructive force of nature and not, you know, defender of the universe was a nice return to form. I, I had not really nothing, but when we reviewed it, it's one of those ones where um, I, I took my kids to go see it after school one day, just on a whim, 
because you know both of them they're into the anime and they yeah. like the Godzilla and everything. And I was right. like, oh, I've heard nothing but good things about this. Let me, we have time. Let me go take it to go see it. And and like the three of us were like, holy shit! How did we accidentally watch one of the best movies of this year? And it's a Godzilla film from Japan. So yeah, I mean, I I literally have a friend that uh, he's a hardcore Godzilla fan. Mm-hmm. Every movie has has toys from Japan. Like literally has a whole room of Godzilla back in Kansas City. Good buddy, um, I love his, yeah, shout out his name, Matt Nova. Yeah, Matt Nova. Matt Nova. Yeah, and I even took him to the press release. Um, the press release viewing of uh, was it Godzilla King of Monsters? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that was you. You mean you went there with the Matt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah with Matt. Yeah. We grabbed Matt. So this dude was like. He went and saw it first, and then he came back to me and was like, dude, if you don't watch this movie for your fucking movie podcast, <laughs> I will fucking disown you. And yeah, I, I mean, like, it's not wrong. The, cool. the first and, and, time Godzilla uses his atomic breath, and it's, you know, and you hear the, like, the clicking of his scales, mm-hmm. and then they right. all pop up like a, like a giant toaster, and, it shoot, and he shoots it out, and... It like rivaled Nolan's uh, Oppenheimer <laughs> nuclear explosion. It was so oh, yeah. loud. <laughs> like, if you're gonna blow, was, if you're gonna blow up anything like the size of between a city and a planet, that's what you wanted to sound like. So again, it met all my craft criteria. It met all my drama criteria. Um, it's not higher on my list because there were things I just enjoyed more. Yeah. Um, but my kids right. love the shit out of it. I, I, yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm with you on um. The zoo is incredible. Uh, when it comes to like you said, craft, but it, 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 there are two ways to look at Godzilla, and it took the Japanese way, which is first and my favorite way when it comes to, you know, like like a destroyer, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and if you want to look deep into it, I'm sure there's some, uh, you know, the atom bomb sort of obviously brings this, this city destruction sort of kind of home. So uh, yeah. I, I liked it quite a bit, um, and it's the best, it's the best Godzilla movie since the 80s probably. Um, yeah, right. for sure. It's, uh, it's better than. No, no, no. It's, like, it's the best I've enjoyed, Godzilla movie ever. It's like, the I've enjoyed Godzilla the monster verse. Don't get there me wrong. There's not but a Godzilla like, movie that is I, good. I, as I enjoyed Godzilla versus Kong. I enjoyed Godzilla. Yeah, I enjoy all of them. I even enjoyed yeah, the rubber monster. They know, they're not great Power movies. Man, uh, Power Ranger looking ones <laughs> back in the you know the fifties and sixties. Yeah, but God damn, Godzilla minus one. I've enjoyed the monster verse movies. They're not well made. Yeah. Like I was yeah. cheering God, like God, I think I, the first year I was on this, I said Godzilla versus Kong was like, like my number one movie or some dumb shit. <laughs> because, I loved, because I was like, I just loved it. <clears throat> but, and I want to say this to your fans, because if you listen to Damn You Hollywood, we say it all the time, but I'm going to, I'm going to repeat it here. Just because you love something doesn't make it good. Mm-hmm. And just because something is good doesn't mean you have to love it. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And I liked Godzilla exactly. minus one. It's an extremely well-made movie, but there were things I liked more. All right. So, moving on to uh, my number seven. Is that really number seven? Yeah, we're number seven. At my number seven, sorry, I've been drinking way more than you guys. Uh, anyway, uh, my number seven is the one, the only. You should probably already know that I was going to pick this movie on my top, top ten list. Do the fact that the poster is literally right there. Oh, interesting. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Spider-Man yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, we'll oh, this is... This, uh, I know. Oh, come I'm on, sure dude. you guys are going to bitch. No, no, no this is a model Will your wife let you go on a date with another woman? Because I have this girl, Alexis Haina, who you'd really get along with. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Across the Spider-Verse is beautifully animated. It's bursting with the wild counter-intervention that has been across even the first movie. It takes everything for the first movie, and it does it bigger, better. Every single scene is something to gawk at. The movie isn't just content to simply follow the art style, but the actual story unfolds right in front of you. It's bringing not only fresh and new to the genre that feels rather stale at this moment, which is the comic book movie, genre which kind of feels really fucking stale right now this is a movie that made it feel outside the norm on that and i love it the plot might be a little difficult for like younger kids to follow but you know as older spider-man people we're gonna fucking love the shit out of it uh and just enjoy the action the humor the story is great and it's kind of like the empire strikes back you can tell that they ended it on a downer because the solution's coming next, and that's why. It's why Empire Strikes Back in the Spider-Man trilogy that we never got in any other Spider-Man trilogy. I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'm not going to tell you you're a bad person because you put this in your top ten. It's a fine movie. It's a well-made movie. In terms of animated, it's one of the best movies of um, last year. I just don't care. (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't even it did not crack my top ten. It didn't even crack my honorable mentions. If you said oh, pick twenty man. movie if you said pick twenty movies, it probably would have made it, you know, been like nineteen or eighteen. Yeah, it's it's a well, to it's me, gorgeous it's, movie to me. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah to me, I like literally. I've seen it maybe thirty times already this year. Like I, 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 I literally throw this movie on all the time while I'm doing like working on stuff. Like literally here in my my uh, my my studio, I have three monitors, and like literally, it'll be on a monitor while I'm like doing. I'm stuff. matchmaking you and Alexis Hannah right now. I'm like <laughs> I, I have I have your date in I my head. Happily married, motherfucker. Right now. <laughs> married okay god no sure. i am literally i am it's like the most awesomest thing in the world i already married my best friend dude oh, that's don't worry oh. uh so number Whatever. we'll talk number we'll six. talk number, yeah. number, <laughs> number six uh, number six for uh, chris asteroid city Oh my God! I knew you're gonna. Uh, you, guys, you, guys, you guys, you guys, are gonna, gonna vomit. You guys shit. are gonna vomit. You're gonna throw this piece of shit. Fucking, fucking Chris is obligatory Wes Anderson pick. All right, go ahead. Oh my God! Jerks off to Wes Anderson feels like all the time. Yeah. I already had it loaded up to fucking promote the poster. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I knew exactly that he was gonna. Please say. tell us about your favorite autistic director. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us, Chris. Tell us why this movie didn't suck. Balls, because the Wait. indie cut short like twenty minutes before it should have been the end of a. Tell good us movie. about the aliens that Wes Anderson just got into that he has to read us a list from. <sighs> so, Wes Anderson style to me that that seems you guys are probably tired oh of it. Oh god, damn it! I thought it'd be honorable mentions. Me and my wife actually took bets on this today, dude. <laughs> I think this is what I think this is what inevitably broke up my marriage. <laughs> so this is to me this was. This was uh, I watched it today. In fact, just to make sure I still liked it, because I, I was afraid, <laughs> I was afraid of you guys doing. That. I was afraid of this. Sure I was terrified. Wes Anderson movie. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see people that are uh, just uh, you know just doing this to me. But uh, but Wes Anderson, uh, he has a style to me that he seems to be able to keep fresh and seize for me. You know, and you liked the Fresh Dispatch and stuff. You know, doing that thing. No, 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 no. By any means. Do I like Wes Anderson? Yes. Do I think he has great movies? Yes. Do I think this is even in the top five? No. And I, uh, I, I 100% told you this when we reviewed this. It felt like it was a cop out for the last part of this fucking movie because of the way they treated 
Like all of a sudden there's like, they had this great story going and all of a sudden it was like, Nope, you don't get the ending of that story. We're just going to do a different story. Well, Mules is a movie within a movie within a movie kind of, you know, like to me, uh, dude, I, I really like You're going to drag me to drinking. Okay. What? Uh, okay. So to me, uh, what do you have a, do you have a, just a cooler belt? Okay. All right. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, the movie with the new aspect is clever. I liked it more over time. Uh, I really like the limited storytelling taking place mostly in Astro City, even though it was in four different places the whole time. Uh, the actress in, obviously, where Anderson is, you can't avoid that, but he had all his best people there. And I like Tom Hanks there. He's probably filming for Bill Murray because he wasn't there. And like I said, I like Jeffrey Wright in the bus just about everything. If Jeffrey Wright's in this movie, it automatically gives me some uh, faith in it. And I really like the Astro Asteroid City just because it's. It's classic Anderson, that aspect of it. Uh, Neil's giving me the thumbs up. And uh, let's move on to your number six. Uh, Mark, if you could do it. Oh, it's no, so it's, funny. It's, I have to Mark, now follow. It's Mark Chris I, Neil. That's the order. I have to follow like a film nerd's defense of Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. who is a film nerd darling. Yeah. With this next film, it's, it makes me seem like a meathead. But hear me out. Mm hmm. Gran Turismo. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Go for it, bro. Tell us. Film is a visual medium. And uh, with the, the, the visuals, the um, the aesthetic in Gran Turismo is one of the best I saw this year. The use of cinematography, the different layers uh, captured in a single frame of this movie so that you got a feel of the video game, but you were still in real life. You were still in the story. Um, there was a dy- there was a dynamism in the filming that I think is absent in a lot of movies. And I think this movie really made use of it. It's a tightly knit story. There was only one little bit where I was like, why are we here and doing this? But the rest of it, like <clears throat> a big criticism of 2023 movies was, it needed to be cut down, needed to be edited. And that's everything from like, you know, the three hour movies to the two hour movies. Like there were two hour movies that should have been 90. There were three hour movies that should have been two hours. Grand to me, Grand Turismo was darn near perfect. perfect. Life. Yeah. Perfect. I, I, the only, Just the little bit him. that he does with the, when he's dating the girl, like in the middle of the movie where he's, after he's been successful, I was like, uh, I gotta give a little bit of, you know, well, ah, for the it girls. just could have been done better. It was the only, my only, it was my only criticism of the movie is my point. Like, I was like, oh, this was done shitty. But the rest of it's so good, I don't care. Um, the performances are fantastic. Neil Blomkamp, um, I know he has his critics, but I think he was the right guy with the right project, and he nailed a, and he nailed a uh, Grand Slam. Perfect. Um, it, it would be higher, except there were movies I enjoyed more. So, yeah. The thing and, that and, the... And also, Dave Harper. Uh, we we got to... Sorry, Harper. one second, Chris. That's what I said, and you interrupted me. You interrupted me, and it fucking ruined my train of thought. Anyway, uh, Harbert, like, literally is one of the best actors out there right now. The oh, guy, he's so good in this. Yeah, like, there is shitty <clears throat> movies that he's in that I will watch just because I know he's in it. Wait, compare and, David Harbour in Gran Turismo to David Harbour in that bullshit Black Widow movie. <laughs> oh, man. But that's the whole reason I watched the Black Widow movie. His for him as Red Guardian. You know, I beat Captain America once when I was, you know, like, whatever. But anyway, uh, but still, yes, uh, he has his ups and downs. And this is like Stranger Things knock out of the park acting. Like, yeah, it's in, excellent. In that, so seeing, it's this excellent. In, seeing this in theaters is what really made me enjoy it. Like, you know, the sound and you felt the fucking car you're in. So I, 
I did like um, Grand Turismo. It didn't make my list, but I appreciate that it's on yours for sure. It's uh, it's an exciting movie. <laughs> you know? it, it should be a fil- if you are a an appreciator of film and film craft, you should watch Grand Turismo. Yeah, there's stuff in there that you won't Definitely. see that anywhere else. So Din- exactly, Neil did a great job, and Neil Baumkamp did a great job. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so my number six, before we get to the uh, wonderful worst and your guys' fight-off here in a second. Okay. I can't wait for the fight-off. <laughs> Chris, we're going to have so much fun editing this episode. Uh, anyway, <laughs> my number six, I, I'm sorry I'd tell you guys this, but you already said it earlier, it's the killer. Oh. The killer was my number six. (laughs) This was the movie I forgot existed, even though I went through our 103 movies. And I was like, oh, shit, the fucking killer. And then I watched it right then and there at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, really? And I was like, like, God damn, I love this movie. It reminds me of, like, the old guy Richie films, yeah, like Snatch, I guess, like yeah. Train Spot, Train Train Spotting, uh, 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 Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I think barrels, it's way cleaner. You know, like, it it's way cleaner of, that to me. It's very clean. Uh, it's got some good old fashioned like Jason Bourne as uh, masculine action film, yeah. but it suburbs from some of the expectations. By in a way, it's meant to be done. Um, Alex Nolet uh, and. David Fincher's, like, it just seemed like the two of them were meant to, like, put it all together. I'm so glad. You, I'm so glad you like this movie that much. I didn't expect this. I, I, I love this movie. I, and the thing is, Michael Fessbender has just badass in this movie. And it's like his Taken. It's like his Jason Bourne. It's like his, you know, it's his version of finally coming out and showing how bad it It should have been maybe Assassin's Creed. Maybe it should have been (laughs) fucking Dark Phoenix. Maybe it should have been something else where he tried to be, hey, look, guys, I'm a fucking badass, and nobody's taking note. Have you seen Shame? This was the movie. Huh? (laughs) Have you guys seen Shame? Yeah. Shame, S-H-A-M-E? Yeah. No. Okay, well, it's just uh, Michael Fassbender shows off his dick in that movie. I'm like, Goddamn! Oh, still see now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a big old yes. you got a big old I'm like, looking like, 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 I'm like, that, it's okay. Like, just, it's like, it's like, yeah. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> fuck! Look at that thing. Oh, holdovers and the killer and shame. Then on, on my next. <laughs> oh my God! She just took a 12-inch salami right <laughs> down the throat. Have you ever seen that in your whole day? <laughs> no, Howard, I haven't. Anyway, but anyway, <laughs> um. But yeah, it, the killer is literally, and the thing is, it's really rewatchable to me. Okay. It's like a movie, but if I go into a buddy's house right now and they got the killer on, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to grab a beer. I'm going to sit down and watch the killer with you, you know, like, and see what they think. But yeah, it's one of my most rewatchable movies of the year. Okay. So now it's time for worst films, right? Oh, no. No, not yet. Okay. Because we're going to have a little fun before okay. we get to the five worst. Okay. Neil has to jerk us both off before we continue this. <laughs> I, I agree. So let's do a pause real quick. <laughs> Does anybody have to urinate? No. no. <laughs> you don't get a chance. You don't get a chance. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, give me that award music. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> 
We are going to say the top, I'm going to say a quote from one of the top 10 quotes voted on by IMBD, Rotten Tomatoes. I got the ones, I put them all together, the ones that I thought were the top 10. You two guys are going to have to tell me. First, it doesn't matter. Ring in saying your name, Mark, Chris, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just um, yell banana. <laughs> yell banana. Yeah, yell banana. Yell yeah. banana. I like that. Yell banana. And tell me what movie, and these are all award nominated movies that this movie is from. Okay. I'm ready. I'll, say, right. I'll say Chris. Three Chris. Banana. <laughs> all right. Number 10. Let's go of whatever was and walk into what is. Let go <laughs> of whatever was and walk into what is. You know, I'm, I'm having trouble here. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you yelling it at me didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it was in the movie. Uh, okay, so both of you suck. That was from Creed 3. Oh, the fuck oh so shit, I saw that one. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I, you guys did see all these movies you guys saw. Okay. That's <laughs> right. Okay. Together. I, I went and I, I took time, guys. Yeah, I don't, I, the yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, I think, yeah, so a lot of people then would know what that was, but hey, I appreciate the, the question. Uh, that was actually the number one most voted favorite quote of 2020. fuck? Okay. I almost said I, fucking I, I, I Kylo Ren. I put it at the end, though. I put it's it at the end because I knew you guys wouldn't remember it. You read the quote like, of this, like, sports movie. You read the quote of, <laughs> like, Kylo Ren, The Last Jedi? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? No, these are all from this year. Okay. All okay. from 2020. No, I know. That's why I, that's why I didn't right. say that stupid joke. All right. Number nine. Number nine. They won't fear it until they understand it, and they won't understand it until they've used it. Theory Banana. will... Oh. Go ahead. That would be Oppenheimer. Yeah. Very it. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One for Mark. Number eight. In an insane world, it is sane who are called crazy. In an insane world, it is the sane who are called crazy. I'm going to guess because of St. Chris. I'm going to fuck you. Uh, mm. Say it one more time. In an insane world, it is the sane who are called crazy. Fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, cool. That's from Super Mario Brothers. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I, made these, I made these fun, guys. I can't believe you don't know these. I got one. Yeah. I, know, I know, you did great, you did great. <laughs> Mark's you. amazing, everybody. Uh, anyway. Uh, you can just cut that out of this podcast. Use it. I have a lot of followers. Anyway, uh, anyway. <laughs> everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Oh, uh, God damn it. You got to say your name. I know, but asshole. I don't know if I know what it is. Uh, everybody keeps t- telling me how my story is supposed to go. Is that also Creed? <laughs> <laughs> the color purple. Another movie with black people? (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be Creed again, would it? Big George Foreman? All right. That is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It was actually the last words in the movie. (laughs) I was probably asleep. Oh, God. All right. Friendship means little when it's convenient. 
Friendship means little when it's convenient. Ooh. These are all award-nominated movies, guys. Like, literally. Every movie on this list was nominated at the Golden Globes. No need to pull that up. Damn it. <laughs> um, damn it, Neil. You, why are you making this hard for me? And uh, in, in Marco. But Marco's got one. I read quotes to you. I read this quote to you, motherfucker, on the goddamn podcast. Uh, dude, you, you just, you, you know, sometimes I break. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ignore him. I get it. <laughs> I, I see your. I don't ignore you. So years, ago, so years ago, we did an entire month dedicated to Alan Moore. And ever since then, when I don't know something, I just start rattling off Alan Moore stuff. So Watchmen, you for Vendetta. The, the, yeah. <laughs> is this. Uh, from hell. Chris, is this since Killers the Fireman? No, this is from John Wick 4. Okay. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. All right. Was, so far, was dialogue in John Wick 4? All right, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. All right, here we go. We mothers stand still, so our daughters... Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> no. No, fuck, Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie, yeah. Fuck, I'm going to give it to him, even though he didn't say his name first. Anyway. <laughs> Remember these are these are phrases that people are like these are the quotes of 2023. Mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah, make I don't this know. Like you started reading that, I heard mother, and I'm like, oh, evil <laughs> dead. There's, there's a mom in that one. <laughs> All right, number three. Just keep telling the story. There's so many stories to tell, but uh, okay, Chris, is it is this color the color of the fireman? No, no. Okay, fuck. All right, the color purple. <laughs> You're not going to get it, Mark. Believe me, this one I added just because this would have all been Chris, and he fucked it up. Fucked this it up. was Asteroid City. Oh. <laughs> and again, I, again, I got this from top ten list. God damn. What were the best <laughs> All right, number two. Then we're the same. We can't go to heaven because you're not good, and I'm not a person. Oh, shit. I know that one. Um, Say your name if you think you got it. Oh, I, I know that quote. I just saw that movie. The creator. Banana. Creator. Creator. Nice. 100%. Nice. All right. You got two more left. All right. So, okay. the trap isn't a... All right. The trap isn't a trap if you know the trap is trying to trap you. It's a face-off. I just saw that one, too. The trap isn't a trap. If you know it's a trap. Oh, Chris, uh, Chris it's, it's Wonka. Right? It's gotta what? Be Wonka. It's not Wonka? No, it's not Wonka. Goddamn, let's suck it. It's a trap. It's a No. Aquaman. But close, sort of. <laughs> it's Guardians of the Galaxy oh, Volume 3. Okay. Fuck. Right. It's one? Last but not least. Wait, I'm sorry, what, what was the last one? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Garden oh, shit, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, close enough. Yeah. Evil surrounds my heart. Many times I cry, and this evil around my heart comes out of my eyes. I close my heart and keep what is good there, but hate still comes. And this is number one on three different lists. This fucking quote is considered the number one quote of 2023. And we have- From a movie! That's nominated on award shows. Take it over. <laughs> One more time. Yeah, please. Evil surrounds my heart. Many times I cry, and this evil around my heart comes out of my eyes. I close my heart and keep what is good there, but hate still comes. 
Killers of the Flower Moon. Thank you. He's got four to zero. Chris, I read quotes to you every fucking week, and literally half of these are ones I've read to I you. I got you, man. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Mark right, is annihilating you know. like, like right now. Hey, right, Mark, here. <laughs> <laughs> here you go, man. Here's an $800 Thanks. copy of the AEW title right there. Right, right. there. I'm going to go to the other guy. I'm going to take that belt and go to the other guy's show. <laughs> All, right. All right. Top five worst. Well, I'm going to start. Uh, you want to start? Or someone else want to start this one? I... I'll do the top. I'll okay. talk the top five worst. Okay. Yeah. All right. In no particular order. Um, but this might be the worst made movie of this year. It, it didn't bring me the least amount of joy. That's something else on this list. Mm-hmm. But this, of all the movies I reviewed this year, this is quite possibly the worst made, hilariously bad made, badly made. That would be Children of the Corn, twenty twenty three. See, oh I, I, I stayed God. away from it because I heard about how bad it was. Yeah, we all stayed away from it because I literally, when I was a kid, I grew up in Indiana, and everybody called me the guy from Children of the Corn. <laughs> so we stayed away from it. Like, so I days. have a guy that I do like a lot of B movies with. You mm. know, like we'll either do commentary tracks or we'll do like we did we we did it in a podcast that was all like stupid shark movies. Yeah. And you know we did we did Santa Claus um, with the cats that deliver Christmas presents. We just did Cocaine Shark, and none of those are as bad as Shark uh, as Children of the Corn twenty twenty three. Not even Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> it was so incompetently made. Like I, it's funny. Like you talk about like all the the legs on the soul that make a good movie. Mm. Well, the legs of the soul that make a bad movie. Boring, incompetent, <laughs> like poorly acted. Like, uh, you know, the story makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, Children of the Corn 2023 was one where, like, you you would be fooled into thinking it was a student film, but if it's a student film, it should be better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I, Actually, sorry, I turned my microphone off real quick. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Like, it, it was one of those movies that it was just like, is this a student film? I did watch it. I, I, I it encouraged my like, I encouraged my son and like my bonus kid. Um, <laughs> don't don't ask. Okay. I was like, if you guys like movies so much, go make your own. It couldn't possibly be worse than Children of the Corn. <laughs> well, and it was like, how do you take a classic like the original Children of the Corn and just butcher it so much? Like. <laughs> It's yeah. like the carry, uh, the, the fire starter, the, <laughs> like, like there's so many, like, I don't understand how so many people are butchering so many Stephen King movies, dude. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they're doing it on purpose. Um, like, like everyone saw the producers and be like, the lesson here is make bad movies. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you the one thing that came out of children of the corn was the phrase wish Groot. Cause I, I haven't stopped <laughs> laughing about that all year. <laughs> I get that. Oh, what's number? No, go through your top five. Just do okay. each one of us will do our just top five. All right, the next one: uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's, uh, that's oh my god. Yeah, yes. I, oh. I'm this movie. This movie made me laugh at Disney losing a half a billion dollars this year. <laughs> this was a garbage movie. A fundamental misunderstanding of Peter Pan made with cowardice by a studio that doesn't seem to understand people anymore. Yeah, it's it's, it's awful. It's just he's doing it's. Co- it's- Doing its thing, the IPs dry. It's so yeah. Fucking- the, the color palette is bad. You know the 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 clear messaging and you know gearing this towards women. 
which I don't mind. Yeah. It, when you see my number one movie, believe me, I'm not the anti-feminist that I might be coming across as. But sorry, <laughs> no, right? if, if you're going, if, if you're going like we need a Peter Pan movie for women, and it's this trash, that's an insult to women. I, like I, women deserve the, better movies. The, than main Peter issue, Pan and the main issue with this movie was that they it's like the same they did with Aladdin, where they yeah. took the main guy who's supposed to be the main dude, which is Peter Pan. And it's like threw me to the fucking side. It's like, let's I mean, celebrate feminism. And by any means, I'm not against feminism. <laughs> I'm just saying that it literally just threw. But you're the complaining story. about one scene from Aladdin. You're <laughs> complaining about the, the, the you know when she when she kicks open the door and she's like, I'm a busy businesswoman who don't need no man. Yeah. Song. Yeah. That is two minutes of that movie. It's yeah, laughable. It's movie. awful. This is the whole movie. And it made me stand up and piss on the movie screen. <laughs> no. But it's only like two to five minutes of that movie. The rest of it's fine. It's definitely it's still Aladdin's movie. This, this is, is like the whole dark. Movie. It was bleak, and definitely some professional help should have got getting to those kids. Like something was <laughs> fucking wrong with yeah, this. Peter Pan like, and Wendy. Not once you can't have Peter Pan. And not make it feel fantastical. The yeah. reason why the last Peter Pan movie that really fucking worked, besides the cartoon, was goddamn Hook. Because yeah. they made it feel like it's a fantasy world. It's it is weird. a celebration of a child's imagination. If you can't get that exactly. much right, don't do the fucking movie. I mean, like, look, a couple years ago, Robert and I reviewed Pan. And we were like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Peter Pan and Wendy made Pan look like Killers with a Flower Moon. <laughs> Good fucking God. I've never right. I've never it's been angry. I have never been angry and bored at a movie before. This this right. accomplished that task. Continue on. Little Mermaid. Didn't see it. I, look, I don't care I that, that she's was black. Gonna be in your I knew that was gonna be I I, I I perfectly set it up to make sure that your that poster was in my group just to make sure <laughs> okay. I can support you. Right. I don't care we didn't see this black. movie. I, we didn't see this movie. We we stared okay. clear of it. I let me tell you, my wife was on the phone with her other partner at the entire time, and I think she had a better time with the movie than I did. <laughs> it was so like the girl that plays the Little Mermaid, she's a great singer. She can't act her way out of a paper fucking bag. She looks like it is, a, and it is a special gift and, and task to be able to operate in green screen. And if you can't do it, your movie falls apart, which is the biggest problem I have with Little Mermaid. I make it. I mean, I stopped. You know, we're all using the same. You guys use Restream. I use Streamyard. Yeah. It's the same technology. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I had to start taking this out of the out of the screen when I was playing the intro because there was that like half a second delay where we all look dead eyed, you know, <laughs> as we're waiting for the thing to start. That's her through this entire fucking movie. <laughs> oh my God. My dude. God. Like, did I, is she a ginger? Does she have no soul? <laughs> I've never, my God. I, do you remember Amazon women on the moon? David Allen Greer's like Don Nolso Simmons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that's her daughter. God damn. She has, I've the, she's in a, an embarrassment to black people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ugh. Awful. The CGI, awful. This Eric, non-character, awful. Songs, awful for the most part. Just, I mean, my poor daughter is like, why do you hate this movie? And I'm like, why do you hate things that, why do you like things that suck? Let's hear the next one. No, I have five more hours of complaining about The Little Mermaid. It hurt me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Continue. So speaking of movies that made me angry this year, mm. I had a fucking meltdown during this review. And it was because I, I had to say something to the effect of, 
if your ego integrity is so weak that you can't handle a criticism of something you like without getting your feelings hurt, that's your fucking problem, not mine. And with that, I tell you, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. It was definitely one of the worst movies of this year. If it's on one of your lists, I'm fucking off this podcast. It's on my list, and it, but okay. it, it's something that I didn't register. <laughs> yeah, I didn't register it. Everybody remembers where I'm from, right? <laughs> Everybody knows hot. what state I was born in, right? This was boring, hot garbage. This was yet another Kennedy put a chick in it, make her gay. I mean, it was just awful. Like, and what killed me with the worst thing about I'm, I'm going to really wrap this up because I know you guys are like, for you, please move this on. I'm not sorry. But one of the worst things about Indiana Jones was, you know, as kids, we watch this movie and you want to be Indiana Jones because he, you know, he looks death in the face. He goes on adventures. He learns the thing. He changes over time. The stuff with Marion, I said this in our podcast. Knowing why things work is important if you're going to redo them yes. in some way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah. when he's talking to Marion and he's just been beat the living shit, he's been like run over, you know, and he's just cut to pieces and she's trying to nurse him up and he's like, ow, everything hurts. And she's like, well, motherfucker, where doesn't it hurt? Here, bitch. Like, that's why that scene works. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then they redo it in this movie not knowing why that scene works and it looks like a bad cover song. Yeah. And my other thing about this is. You should not watch a movie where your hero desperately wants to die. And that's what they thought was a good that's idea good for Indiana Jones. That's a good Let point. him want to die. That's oh amazing. Oh, my God, he wants to that's, die. That's amazing. Die Fuck you, movie. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. And what's your number one worst of the year? Expendables 4. Look, Megan oh, Fox is a hot piece of ass. She couldn't fucking save it. this movie. This was the dumbest shit. They kill Sylvester Stallone in the first 10 minutes, and then they bring him back to life at the end. And I'm like... Come on, man. I watch wrestling and I can't believe that shit. <laughs> my top five, everybody. Okay. My, my top uh, my five Chris. Disney movies. Uh, uh, Chris. Real Moon Part One Childfire is one of those worst movies I've seen this year. It was. That might have made my list had I watched it. Had I watched it before. Uh, yeah. We just did our review of it on Monday. So it's, I just it's watched such it. Garbage. Remember everything that was cool about Star Wars and to take all the shit out? You had Rebel Moon. Uh, uh, do it one sentence. Um, actually, no. It's just you have all these actors. Just make them interesting and put them in a fucking uh, Star Wars Avatar ripoff. And you strangely, Inglorious Bastards. And you have Rebel Moon Part One, Shadow Fire. It's like you have all these characters that are just the most boring you can imagine. And I, I don't understand what the it was like the porn version of Star Wars without the sex. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah, it was fucking awful. Um, yeah, and it was I, weird. I don't know how. The, okay, I'm gonna move on from it because it upsets me. Shazam Two is one of the worst movies I've seen this year too. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck do fuck we? Fuck you. The, There's way worse. Why the fuck do we even have like, this movie? Like, it was a decent movie. Uh, it was a decent movie. It wasn't a good. It was movie. fucking. I mean, Lucy Liu Dead Eye in the Camera did, did, wasn't great, but. I mean, come on, man. The, but shit, like, yeah, come on. Of the year. All right, all right. Move on. I'm not, I don't even want this argument. I don't even want this uh, hold argument. Hold on, real quick. Gonna... If this, it's shit all like right, that right. what DC is starting over. Argument. What? It's shit like this what DC is starting over. It's it's a movie. It's a nothing movie. It's a nothing burger movie. And that like that we should like this or it, they had that they had that movie for the ending scene for all the people who really love the Snyderverse type shit. And dude, fuck fuck that movie. She didn't do. 
Okay, so here's why I'm not going to beat you up on it like your your hetero life mate over there. Uh Um, I can see if... I didn't think it was the worst movie this year. I had fun with it. My kids no, had fun like, with it. No, by any it, means, it's, it's not even but, my top twenty worst. But if movies. you're, but if you're one of these people that's like, I'm looking for well-made movies. Okay, I see your argument. Okay. Uh, but I'm, then the, the other thing is this: you went to a fucking superhero movie looking for a well. I mean, Neil, uh, you brought uh, me congratulations, Neil, Neil, Neil. congratulations to MCU for fucking making that a thing. But. God damn superhero movies! I saw in 1990. I saw Captain America with a rubber suit and and Red Skull with a fucking weird shit. And guess what? I walked Listen, out of that theater happy because I, I, like, oh, I, I got two words for you. I got two words for you. Howard the Duck, duck boobs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, uh, yes. Neil, I wouldn't have seen this if you hadn't made me. But that, you know, you, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So I'm uh, sorry, you hate comic books. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. You're making duck food. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened? My son with the run in. Okay. Uh, consecration. Uh, I made you see this earlier. Yeah, you don't remember it, do you? Consecration was. I a, never saw it. Uh, did you see it? No. I, I, I don't even have it in my. I yeah. have 120 yeah. movies in my thing, and I don't think I even have it here. Jenna Malone religious no, horror movie. We saw it. I know you. I know we did. But, All right, cool. Was it shitty? Yeah, it was awful. I Why mean, is it shitty? Uh, it was boring as fuck and nonsensical. And I apologize to the person that brought this with to me. So, uh, but it was lame. Yeah. So it's right. uh, moving on. Peter Pan and Wendy. We talked about fucking awful. Yeah. And then the worst movie I've seen this year, which I said this was number one, is Hypnotic. Okay, I'm gonna pee while you explain why it's okay. bad. Okay. You were Hypnotic, dude. Neil. Hypnotic, yeah, Ben Affleck. I know, yeah, I know exactly. It was the movie a piece of shit movie, about. right? I mean, I I went with uh, before I knocked him off. The other one on that on that uh, that yeah. same that same review podcast episode. The other one, uh, Mother, <laughs> was the one that I marked as being the bad of the two. Because I was like, oh, both those movies are bad. But no movie was worse than Mother. Yeah, fuck Mother. I don't even remember that movie now. It's on the same episode, I know, bro. dude. I, don't, I just don't remember Mother. I mean, may, may, uh, which, I mean, which Mother? I literally marked it. Like, I haven't saved The Mother with oh, the Jennifer mo- Lopez. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, oh, the, for, the, yeah. we actually did a whole episode, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah, yeah, we did that for like a benefit episode. Because yeah. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were back together, and both their movies, one in the movie theater, one in the fucking at Netflix, both were released the same weekend. And they are both fucking awful. Uh, no, they were me. both god awful. Uh, yeah, that's know, his number one. I, I, see, I, 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 I'd like to believe I'm a Rod, Rod, Rodriguez fan, but after seeing this movie, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't oh, know. man. All right, all right. So that's your top mm-hmm. six of the worst movies of, uh, yeah. yeah, top five, whatever. I know, go. You, dude, why do you correct me all the time? Right? Do, just, do, do you not I, love me like I you used you. to? I love you always. Is, is that, is that, is Neil, that just, what happened? Neil passed it. Go ahead. I hate it when you just sit there and you make fun of me in front of people. Like, you know, we don't know these people. Maybe they, maybe they'll like me and you don't like me. But number number five, boom, William Defoe shitting in an apartment for an hour and a half. (laughs) Fucking inside. Well, well, that that got his cell job. Now I want to see it. 
No, it was literally, it was three and a half hours, five and a half hours. I don't know how many hours it was. Yeah, we talked but about that's what it felt like. We talked about why it this didn't work. Like, believe me, I like him and I love who he is as an actor. Believe me, I love Defoe. Like, the first time I remember seeing him was, of course, the uh, wonderful um, uh, Boondock Saints, one of the greatest movies ever made in, in the human possible. But, uh, Whatever, dude. You, you can blow your uh, own I, I like Texas. You're from Texas. You have no idea what a Chicago guy from no, no, uh, I, Irish I, Chicago guy. Fucker, I like Boondock Saints, but saying one of the best movies of all time. That's when I went. Uh, oh, I, I would. I would all day long. I love Boondock Saints. But inside is literally just. It was trying to be artsy, but it wasn't. It was trying to be creative, but it wasn't. It was just one of those movies that every scene took far too long. Like maybe they cut the scenes a little bit more to make it seem mm-hmm. a little bit more like I'm he was part of the struggle, but it didn't. It didn't. It was fucked up. It was bullshit. It made me not like Defoe, and I love Defoe. Well, like, Defoe's I American Treasure. That dude's amazing. Yeah, but the inside was not. Second movie of the year that I was so pissed off I had to watch was Yes, You People <laughs> with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Literally, if you would have came up to me and told me Eddie Murphy is a great comedian and this is the movie you have to watch, know that. If I've never seen an 80s fucking comedy with Eddie Murphy in it, I would question your whole theory on comedy. Like, literally, me and you probably are not going to be in the same room again. Like, this was, like, one of the shittiest fucking movies of the entire year. I hated it. I hated every moment of it. Not, not all the laughs were cheap and dumb, and they weren't dumb in a good way. And I was stoned watching it, so like you think I'd have laughed at that shit, but I didn't. Uh, of course, the the one that we already talked about, Peter and Wendy, fuck that movie, yeah, fuck that movie up the goat ass. Um, Captain Hook sucked, and I'm a pirate, so Captain Hook sucked and i just did not like that yeah. fact i didn't like the fact that they took the main character out of the story like he didn't even matter yeah so i hated that so part beautiful. of it uh number two. Oh, are you ready mark are you ready are you ready chris is gonna fucking hate me for this are you ready he's gonna fucking kill me he might jump he might drive the three hours from kansas city to tulsa for this one are you ready number two worst movie of the year ready Bay is afraid. Oh, is afraid. Fuck that movie and Joaquin King Phoenix and all the bullshit that went into that goddamn piece of shit. That was three and a half hours. That was wasted of my life. That the movie didn't fucking make sense. Nothing came together. Uh, the first hour was kind of good, but and then they had like kind of a paint scene and there was a whole Mariah Carey thing. Didn't make sense. And it's clear that this project was Ari Aster just vomiting his psychology morale all over the page and just slap in a, a fucking good old wonking on the top. Okay, one thing, I love half that movie that he did half, so. <laughs> so I'm glad it's not in anything that you made a list of. Because no, no. if I see it, I'm going to fucking no. rip it apart. I, I love the ambition like, of it, but it just didn't, it just, Ari Aster did something that I don't know why he did. <laughs> so. I remember the ambition of it. I remember the ambition. And finally, being a sweet little nerd that grew up in a nice little northern Indiana, Chicago town. I used to go and read books from the library, and one of my favorite books to read were by a guy named Stephen King. Mm -hmm. And when somebody butchers and fucks Stephen King over, 
I hate it more than anything in the world. And Pit Cemetery Bloodline. This was on my list. This was on it, dude. My God. This was on it. I cannot not tell you how very little of Stephen King's vision of Pet Cemetery is in this fucking movie. Pam Guir and David Company could not even even save this fucking movie. And they were in the goddamn thing. This movie is shit on top of shit on top of shit. Like, it's like you took a shit on a dead body, and then that dead body took a shit on your shit, which then took a shit on the shit of the shit that you shit. Like, literally. Yes. You know what's, what I love about your guys' podcast? And what's when that? you guys ask me, like, hey, would you mind syndicating us? Would you mind putting us on your <laughs> network and kind of, you know, sharing content with us? And I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, because I'll tell you what. Your your catchphrase of we watch movies so you don't have to couldn't be more true. <laughs> you guys watch so much garbage. This year. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, like, and then and I, you know and I fault saw what you did. You know how and his I'm fault like, it is? You know whose fault that is? <laughs> you watch so much fucking <laughs> straight to streaming trash. And it was so funny because like I would go to Robert like, oh, this is the talk of the town. We should talk about this. And then I would see you guys did it go. No, them two fuckers are got, got it for us. We don't need to be totally <laughs> our hands with this. Yeah, but well, Neil, uh, a while back, he said we need to do at least one streaming one uh, at home movie. And it started yeah, we, we did it because, uh, because to be honest, I work a lot in like uh, live concerts, live events because of my uh, my job, and so there there's times where it's hard to even get to the movie theater once in a week, let alone right. twice. And there's no way I could like, I mean, I, I, I like some of these streaming movies. I literally got done like uh, one of them. I, uh, I don't know where the poster is, but it's right here. I, I got done hanging out with the used all night long, freaking <laughs> hanging out with them until like two o'clock in the morning. And then like came, went to the studio, had to work, came home, watched the fucking streaming movie. So the next day I could read it, write the podcast that we have to do. But yeah, it's a, so this started back in pandemic when we started doing one streaming, one theater. I'd go to the theater twice a week, but Neil can't do that, so we made a compromise. It's a good no, no, I have I mean, an active no, life. Not you know, look, not not to jerk you guys off or anything, but it's a good format. I, like I when I was um, before I was social, I was doing what we call triple features in our network, and it was usually three streaming movies, and it was to try to keep up. I'm going to tell you just real quick, and then I'll let you have your show back that I <laughs> took hostage. Um, I can't keep up with the amount of content yeah. that's being no. pumped into streaming oh. services now. Uh, between the television shows and the movies, it's way too much. It's way overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of thrown my hands up and said, if something, <laughs> if something you know, you know, touches my fancy, I'll we'll get into it. But I kind of stick, I kind of stick to theatrical exhibition. Yeah. And that's it now because yeah. I, I can't fucking do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, they have, they took the wrong lessons from the post COVID streaming wars. And now there's a massive correction, but it's going to be a while before there's enough of a correction to where I don't feel like I'm just mired in shit all the time. And I got to like <laughs> run away. I'm with you. Right. You know? yeah, and, I'm it's, with you. and it's not just them. Like literally uh, one episode of our podcast uh, for a news episode, I went through all these news segments and uh, the only thing I had, and I didn't do it, but was like the list of the Hallmark movies coming out. <laughs> and the names of these Hallmark movies, which is straight to Hallmark, you know, streaming and stuff like that, were so bad. Just the names that I was just like, what the fuck? They're not even trying anymore. Like, they're not even trying to be like. There was a point where the, the new Netflix movie rang out. They're like, oh, 
that's the talk of the town. That's whatever that that's what all the cool kids are watching. What there's like an F Gary Gary movie coming up with Kevin Hart. And I got asked, like, are you guys going to review it? I'm like, no, who the fuck has time? Because (laughs) because the 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 churning out of just on Netflix alone, the amount of straight to Netflix streaming movies now where they're going to give like, honestly, Chris could go get a fucking check from Netflix and make his own gay cowboys eating pudding (laughs) movie. They're just (laughs) spending money to spend it. Yeah. And and then, like, who the fuck has this amount of time? Look, I know. If we're, all, like, if we're all Netflix and chilling that much, we don't have a population problem anymore. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, and it's like and it's not. It's just not. It's not just Netflix and all that shit. But right. like, even like um, uh, one of you know my favorite thing, pro fucking wrestling. How much pro wrestling's out there right now? I and and people like that are pro wrestling people that I hang out with that are like, dude. You need to know this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, dude, I also like movies. I also like TV. I also like video games. I like games. to go hang out with my like kids. To... Yeah. I like I to be outside. I go to concerts. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this. Yes, exactly. But on that note, God damn it, Mark, you got to now tell us what is your number five movie of 2023? Well, I want to share something with you guys really quick. I'll, I really will make this quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an ally of the LGBTQI community, yeah. and I uh, I identify as transracial. Mm-hmm. I am a six foot five black fella. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, my movie, my my number five movie of this year, The Color Purple. Oh wow! You haven't seen this? Wow! I did not. We didn't even see that this yeah, year. Yeah, and I'm not, yeah I, I saw it with my I saw it with my daughter. My daughter and I. The thing we bond over is musicals. Mm-hmm. And besides Wonka, which, you know, hint, hint, that's coming up next. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of musicals when they're done right, you know, not cats. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the stuff of wonder. Um, I like singing. I like dancing. I like black people. I like, you know, narratives. I like everything I like. No, I, I absolutely, I think this is, it was well, it's not perfect, but it was well put together. The songs were great. The performances were great. The story is uplifting and wonderful. Um, it touched me in the feels more so than some of the stuff on my honorable mentions did, which is why they are honorable mentions and this is on the list. Yeah. Um, honestly, if you have an opportunity to see the color purple, give it your money. It deserves it. Okay. Well, I, I won't want to. Um, Neil, what's your number five? And I'll do mine. Number five to you. It's not how the line Fine. goes. Fine. Uh, uh, we talked about five number five is good as the fire movie for me. That's why it's sorry we talked about. So uh I mean, I had nothing more to say than didn't one said. It's just it's got my boy Plemons in it and I love Plemons. And so uh close the fire moon. We talked about it earlier it's a great movie. It's my number five. Neil What is your number five? Kills the fire moon. What's my number five? I don't fucking know tell me. <laughs> I think well, he was Chris, being rhetorical. <laughs> well, Chris, it's all about porn. It's all about Frankenstein porn. It's poor things. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. I thought this movie, even though it kind of fucked me up for a while, because I'm like, oh, she's got a baby brain, <laughs> and she's being fucked as a baby. Ew. And the, and she had a she had the the mom body, but the baby brain, and that kind of fucked me up for a little bit. Yeah, that's the movie. gross. But 
it is one of the most beautifully shot and beautifully acted movies. Mark, an ally uh, of the black community. I'm not. I'm not for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, so poor things, aka Frankenstein, so likes to bang everything. The movie was great. It showed the the dark underbelly of life and love. Uh, funny, shocking, thoughtful, and progressive. It is also about uh, massively entertaining. Uh, Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, uh, the foe, and um, I'm are just amazing in their parts. It's steampunk. It's retro. So it gives me that feel. It almost is like Bioshock Infinity, I, I also which saw, is like one of my favorite games. I saw, so I therefore, I saw someone uh, describe this C24 as Barbie, which I get uh, really quick. I love, love, that love this for me. Yeah. I love, love, love this movie. I think Emma Stone's doing weird shit when she does weird shit. I'm very happy. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, the director. I love, I love, you know, I love uh, the lobster. I love, Killing the Sacred Deer, but he matures in this one where actually people act instead of just talk. Um, and uh, I, yeah. but uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later. But I walked in there and Mark and Mark Mark wrote, no 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 we're not talking about this a little more. Let me finish my fucking paragraph, Fuck you asshole. Anyway, you <laughs> you're the one that interrupted me. Oh, I was sorry. in the middle of a sitting for you me. interrupted me. All right, you're you're off my Christmas card list. Anyway, <laughs> um. Uh, just so you think, it, it, it's not just like Emma's, uh, uh, Emma Stone's acting of Bella was ridiculously well, and it was so deserved the Golden Globe that it got this year. Um, but on top of that, the person that really deserves the Golden Globe is Mark Ruffalo. Like that dude played like the slapstick, freaking old school 1920s uh, comedy stick. And I loved every moment of Mark Ruffalo's performance. Poor uh, Things well. to Me is my number five movie. Okay. Um, we'll talk about it more later, but yeah, Poor Things is great. Um, number four for Mr. Mark. Wonka, we already talked about it. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot more to add to it because um, I know we're running long on time. It's wonderful. It, it took me back to Golden Age Hollywood, like I said before. Songs are great. Um, one thing I didn't say before, which I wanted to, um, the archetype of the genius black girl <laughs> child. Oh, my gosh. Noodle. Noodle is amazing. Yeah, Noodle's great. Um, Noodle is like the antithesis of the broad that was in Dumbo. Like, I, <laughs> It was nice that they didn't give her autism as a superpower. Yeah, that's good. Um, it was great. You know, like, I, I have to say, like, Wonka is the most surprisingly competent movie I saw this year yeah. because I really expected nothing. Oh, it's just and like it was one of those where it's on the list because it was the hot movie of that week. Yeah. And let me tell you how I said, so, I said this, you know, there was a time where my movie podcast was essentially, I'm going to see it anyway, so I might as well talk about it. Yeah. And it kind of evolved into, well, we'll just talk about whatever's hot that week. And this was this year coming up, 2024 and last year, there was this transition of, I don't even want to talk about half of these movies. I don't want to go see half of these movies, but now I'm stuck in this cycle. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's because I'm stuck in the cycle that I saw Wonka and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was pleasantly I walked in dreading it and I was, I yeah. was showing how wrong I was. He dreaded because I said that we should go see it. <laughs> So, also, I need more gay foppish um, Hugh Grant. Like, oh no, shit! Right? I need I need Hugh Grant's character from The Gentleman in every movie as an Oompa Loompa. Oh my god! Dwarf, the Gentleman. I don't give a fuck. More gay foppish Hugh Grant. All right, my number four, I guess. Chris. Number four, eight. Oppenheimer. 
We talked about it. Oppenheimer's number four. No one can. Oh be, yeah, that's where they all die at the end. Yeah, not no no one can be a polarized family. Oh, 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 not the people they show on the camera screen. They, they you know, not the million of people. Yeah, that dude, were all, I thought oh the fuck you. Oh my god, the Japanese got over this faster than you have. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, you like this movie? I don't know why you're talking shit all of a sudden. I know. I, that's the one reason I don't. I didn't get it higher. It's no, because they didn't. The, the, as an ally of the Japanese community, yeah. Neil fucking Patrick, whatever the, your last name is. Um, <laughs> Blackwood is Blackwood. <laughs> okay. Whatever your porn last name. No, no, it's not. So I, I think, literally, my I think, I think what Neil does is that, that we uh, like something, he'll like it too, but he'll shit on it. So it gets on my nerves a bit. But. Yeah, he's me Indiana when I was a teenager. It's, yeah, it's an Indiana thing. I get it's, it, Chris. It's, Neil is me when I was a teenager. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> my number four was Oppenheimer. Uh, we talked about it. I don't know what I'm sure to say. Neil, what is your number four? My number four is, of course, the story of one of the greatest pro wrestling families in the entire world. The only reason this movie is not higher on my list is because me, as being a wrestling historian, they left out a couple people. Yeah, two suicides. But, yeah, but the Iron Claw, to see that... All right, Don't right, let's not even talk about how comic book movies are a thing now. But to know that something in pro wrestling is now a movie on the big screen for a guy like me, who literally my entire life, everything I love is considered nerdy bullshit and dumb. To have a movie that great where Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White just knock it out of the park. I have so many problems with this movie. I have problems with it too. But... And even when I knew, because I know the story, I know the story, I know the story backwards, forwards, upside down, and in my, yeah. Did you, you know, watch you know, the Rise and Fall of World Class Championship Wrestling? That yeah, the yeah, uh, a, no, it's not the Rise and Fall. It's the Triumph, and, and yeah, yeah. It, you, you don't even have the right name for it. So whatever you thought you, anyway. you did, <laughs> you knew what I was talking about, Melissa. <laughs> the tragedy and triumph of yes. WCCU. Anyway, but um, the, 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 that's not even the thing. The moment that, like, the whole movie, like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. But that last moment, following Zach Afron being uh, uh, Kevin Von Eric, and that last scene where he says those words. Why are you, the kid's like, why are you crying, Daddy? He's like, I used to have four brothers, and now I'm not one. I bawled like a goddamn freaking baby got my bottle taken away. Like, I bawled, and that's right when the lights came up. So and to pretty, have that much emotion out yeah. of a wrestling movie for me, when No Holds Barred exists, when Ready to Rumble exists. Don't you sell me the good goddamn name in No Holds Barred and Tiny <laughs> I know, sir. but to have all those wrestling movies exist that was nothing but bullshit my entire life, and to have a wrestling movie that literally made me feel something is why it literally has to be in my top five. Okay, couple of things. Um, I It's in my honorable mention. Um, it almost made my top ten. So a couple of years ago, I took my family to go see Coco, and me and my daughter, famously, historically, uh, cried so hard our faces hurt. <laughs> I now refer to anything <laughs> where I have that emotional as Coco crying. Yeah. Like, I was inconsolable. Yeah. 
Um, the only other time I think I've had that visceral of a reaction to a film was up and it was after I lost a baby. So, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's how, so that's how bad that was. And I went into um, the iron claw as a wrestling fan, same as Neil, right. Wanting to Coco cry because I know the Von Eric story. It's the worst. But I feel like I held it every time because I wanted to Coco cry. I held it back mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I know this is this is where he's getting married. I know the tragedy that comes right, right after this. I tried, man. I, I went into it. Like, I brought my kids. I brought my bonus kids. I'm like, it's the saddest story in wrestling. Get ready, kids. We'll go see migration when this is done. We'll, we'll get out of this. But for now, <laughs> sorry. for now, like, let's go watch the depressing wrestling movie. And at the end of it, I was like, every time there was an opportunity for bravery. They ran away from it. Carrie's death, Carrie's death, David's death. Dude, David's death is awful. Yeah. Like the the real story behind David's death is one of the worst I've ever heard in wrestling. And that includes people getting stabbed with scissors and they don't even show it. The The stuff that that Carrie went through. I mean, this is what I try to explain to Chris is like, there's so many different uh, things. This, this could have been an up, down, up, down, up. And then, you know, back to where I had a a harder time watching dark side of the ring, you know, like, yeah, dude, Jake Roberts at the, the, this is the last thing I'll say and I'll shut up. No, no, no. Keep going on this. Keep going on this. Jake Roberts taking a pregnant pause at his hall of fame speech. After he's making everyone laugh, he's being affable, he's being charming, he's being the most positive Jake the Snake Roberts we had seen since the Diamond Dallas Page movie that he was in. Yeah. And then he goes, all my friends are dead. Oh! (laughs) Ouch, Jake! And that hit me harder than the Iron Claw. And so, like, I feel like, I feel like the movie, because it, incompetently almost, focuses too much on David on, on um Kevin Kevin sorry so focuses too much on Kevin to where it robs the tragedy of its impact yeah I, I feel like there's that much of it but at the same point I, I really feel like that um him being the only surviving one like that was just as big of his impact. What do you guys like, think about Chris? Why, 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 your opinion. It didn't hit me the way that it, they didn't hit me that way. And I walked out feeling almost robbed of what I wanted as an emotionally cathartic experience. Uh, Mark, what did you think yeah. about the omission of Chris Von Eric in this? Like they took out a whole brother, you know? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm sure there's, I'm look, any adaptation is going to have its creative, um, differences. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, and so I, I, I would like to hear the filmmaker's reason for, for that. But I do. But again, I think uh, he said, what, uh, I, I actually I, I, I listen go, to go. this. I, I'll yeah, see the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he said it was because of time uh, concept and like he wanted to keep it under a two hour movie. Try to keep it as much about a two hour movie as Maybe possible. Maybe cut some of the wife then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I thought in my perspective. But he even talked to Kevin, and like they were on the phone together when he was like, "Hey, this what part of this?" And they also, yeah. uh, I also read that he's like, and it's so much of a bummer. Yeah, it's a big fucking bummer movie. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to take in as a director. The, the acting that's like the is most fan- the, the acting is, story ever. The acting is fantastic, and uh, I can't believe the transformation. Look, Zach let me tell you through. something. Yeah, if you're gonna take on the Von Eric story. You need three hours 
and it needs to be Schindler's List fucking depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this wasn't that. Yeah. Dude, too sweet on that. Yeah. And on that note, number three. Go for it, Mark. Oh, uh, John Wick 4. Uh, I, for time, I'll just say I kind of said everything what I said about this movie before. Best made action movie of this year. Best shot. Best acted. Um, best color paletting. Uh, Keanu Reeves is, you know, amazing. John Wick 4 is so good, I'm mad they're making Ballerina. Uh, yeah. And I'm mad they're making yes! the yeah, I'm, with you. I'm, I'm with angry you. at Hollywood now for this. Like, can't... It ended so perfectly. It earned its ending, and so few movies do these days. And yet, because of Lizard Brain, they're continuing <laughs> the stupid fucking franchise, and it drives me nuts. But yeah. yeah, John Wick... If you haven't seen John Wick 4, you're not a real movie yeah, yeah. person. It's amazing. The, 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 yeah. Some of the best scenes in cinema... The past yeah. ten years in John Wick Four, and uh, dude, who, how many? If you're a man, if you're a man with a penis, and you didn't fucking like feel every stair he falls oh, down, God, you're dead inside or on heroin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my number three. I don't even want to say that. Number three is when we talk about three. probably big time. So my number three is Barbie. Um, we can talk about oh. the cultural phenomenon that is Barbie. Because it's an amazing. No, I'm, I'm I'm sighing in frustration because of where it's on my list, and like, damn it, I wanted to wait for my moment. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry. Go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, it's the cultural phenomenon. It's funny as fuck. It's Gerwig and Bombach made the best screenplay they could make for Barbie. Like when I heard they were making it, I was like, I have hell for it. And then when I saw the preview, the the trailer for it, my hope was so high, and it, it delivered. Marling, Margot, Margot, and Gosling. Fucking perfect. Uh, it's one of the few times, I think, when it comes to box office, the audience gets it right and gives the money to a movie that fucking deserves it. Because uh, this... like, I, I feel like me and Mark are going to talk in detail about this in a little bit, and I feel like we're at the same number on that one. So okay. let's go ahead and and we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. kind of pop that one. Okay. Yeah. Let me interject something real quick. No, 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 no not yet. Not yet. Let's no, talk about this in a Hang on, I, I, I got to tell really quick this anecdote. So I didn't know what Barbie was going to be. Mm. And I, no, I, I, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop yeah. you because if I think I know what number you have this at. Yeah. Me and you are going to have this discussion later. Let's not have it now. Let's move on because we got some stuff to talk okay, about. Yeah, okay. Since before I'll, we get there. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll save it. Uh, but I'll, just, I'll say that. It's one of the few times I think the audience gets it right when it comes to going to see a movie and giving it, making it the number one movie of the year, uh, which is a lot of times that movie is dark shit or even worse. But this one, Barbie, deserves everything it got. Uh, this messed loud and clear through the whole film uh, as fuck the whole way through. And to me, it's an instant classic and a movie that everyone should see. I bawled. Exactly. I, I fucking and- bawled at the end of it. Yeah. I know, and we'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit more because I feel like we're going to be on the same link wavelength, Mark. So just okay. let's move on to that one. But let me pop in my number three real quick because you guys are going to be like, "What the fuck? Are you ready to be surprised?" Yes. By Neil's number three. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. The holdovers nice, nice, nice. is my number three. See, I love Christmas movie. movies. <laughs> I love Christmas movies. I do. This is a movie I feel like I can add into my brain, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, my bad Santa, my, my bad Mama's Christmas. My, <laughs> bad you know, Mama's uh, Christmas, really? Oh, okay. yeah, dude, I love Bad Mom's Christmas. It's like one of my favorite fucking Christmas movies. Okay. I feel like this is an additive I can add on to. Uh, Paul Giamatti and... Um, Dominic Sesson. Uh, 
Dominic Sessa. Dominic Sessa. What? Dominic Sessa. That's the guy's. That's that's you guys. No, I, that's not the person I care about. Devon Joy R- R- Rudolph. Is that you talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay. Devon Joy Rudolph. Both deserve their Golden Globes okay. for this fucking movie that they just got this past weekend. I feel like I was already on track of making this one of my top five, and that totally submitted it. From going from a guy known as Pig Vomit <laughs> to a guy that is now one of the most best actors celebrated, out there, yeah. and is celebrated. Listen. Um, he made wine country. Cut him some slack. Jesus Christ. Dude, he, oh, dude. he killed the Merlot. He killed the Merlot fucking business. I am years. not drinking Merlot. Yeah, because of one line that's less than 10 <laughs> no, seconds. Fucking drinking Merlot. Yeah. I'm not drinking Merlot. Um, yeah, like, American Splendor. I mean, like. Oh, yeah, so good. Oh, oh, I mean, anything the guy has ever touched has been great. Yeah. And I love Paul Giamatti. And this movie here is literally going into one of my holiday movies to watch every. Oh, dude, I'm so glad that's so, like, when I say rewatchability, when I say rewatchability, I am literally giving this the heads up. Like this is like up there with like all the movies I watch every year, from Die Hard to freaking, you know, Santa's Coming to Town. The holdovers are in that movie. I should have probably given it number one. But I didn't because yeah. we all know what probably yeah, okay. never won it. Neil, I thank point. you so much for doing this. By the way, I'm so I, I I thought you didn't like it and you tricked me. So thanks. Oh, oh dude, I, I I'm not done yet. Okay, <laughs> Mark, you number two. Oppenheimer. Um, I don't know what like neck beardy weirdo <laughs> non movie liking people don't like Chris Nolan, but he's the best filmmaker in major motion pictures in the mainstream right now. He yeah. ruined my Joker. He ruined my Batman. Neil, calm the fuck down. I'm still upset about that. I'm upset about that. Calm down. I'm sorry. Okay. You take, take a Xanax. It's okay. <laughs> Chris, let's, let's talk about how great the man is. Oh, he's amazing. And how big money Chris Nolan. Yeah. He's, it's funny because we talk about like, it's a, if you're, if you're on TikTok enough, they, there's clips of Moneyball like every third TikTok. <laughs> and, you know, you talk about like, one of the things that they said in Moneyball is there are players that are paid a lot, but they're really not worth it for the, for the effort that they put in for the, you know, for the talent that they have and um, paying somebody what they're worth for the content they produce or for the job they do is a rare thing in our society. But when it happens, it's magic and I applaud them. And Chris Nolan is one of the few. He makes the best movies in the, in mainstream filmmaking on earth. Yeah, his movies are darn near perfect. He is a darn near perfect director. No, no, his movies are perfect. He just ruined one of my characters. Okay, and I understand what you're saying, sir. So um, the, the only again, the only problem again, I try to make it very clear to people. I like <laughs> no, no movies. one understood what you're saying. What is it about Batman now? Um, so uh, right. I like his movies. He just ruined one of my favorite characters. I think yes, Chris. Chris yeah. I think he also takes chances on stuff like Dunkirk. Yeah, really is kind of an experimental film. Well, uh, that's the thing, like. So, okay, you guys haven't heard me say this. Um, your audience might, hasn't heard me say this, but I talked about this when we reviewed Oppenheimer, and, I talked, and I've talked about it the year before when this happened. So Chris Nolan got in a fight with Warner Brothers over Tenet, mm-hmm. and it was such a bad fight that he walked away from the studio, and there was a bidding war, a bidding war for the next Chris Nolan <laughs> film. They were like, and so, and Universal won. Universal won the bidding war for Chris Nolan. They were like, "Here's a bag of money, Scrooge McDuck." <laughs> and here, you know, and he, what? So, Chris Nolan, what crowd pleasing IMAX 
beautiful piece of art are you going to give us? And this big dick motherfucker walked into Universal, took that bag of money and said, a three-hour biopic about Oppenheimer and the atomic (laughs) bomb. And Universal execs heard those words and jumped out the fucking window. (laughs) What have we done? And it almost made a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, an, it's no motherfucker film. on earth did what Chris Nolan did. Yeah, and it only because no, no, no. the movie that's my number one I enjoyed more than Oppenheimer is the only reason Oppenheimer isn't my number one. Yeah, yeah. And no, this no. is coming from the and, guy and who's and like my, my my other great my other argument. This is in my top ten list is rewatchability. Well, that's I can't watch my, that's, issue, that's that's my issue with it being number two and not number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. My only other criticism of Oppenheimer, and I said it on our podcast, was I thought the nuclear explosion was going to be more than it was. And every time yes. I said that, every time I've said that, I was like, everyone thinks I'm a lunatic. But like, I don't know. It, I'm with you. Again, I went into it thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be like the Death Star blowing up. <laughs> and it was what it was. And I'm like, oh, I'm a little underwhelmed. And like, yeah, every I, other, like Robert, I, I got fucking savaged on my own podcast yeah. for saying that. But it, it is it's my opinion. But yeah, no, Oppenheimer. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think that's okay. why another reason why I thought it was in the back of my area, because it's like, this is the atomic bomb we're talking about. Right. How do you not make that scene epic? How do you I not saw make it that? IMAX. Why wasn't it blown out of my seat? Exactly. Exactly. I thought you were watching backdraft. Um, <laughs> <so>. Backdraft. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oppen- look, Oppenheimer is, in my opinion, the second best movie of this year. In every way, a movie a movie's quality should be measured. Chris, what is your number two movie of this so year? So my number two movie is Talk to Me. Um, it's the best horror film I've seen this year. He even bought the hand too. Uh, yeah, he bought the, the bought hand. The, he bought the hand. hand. Uh, he bought the hand. Yeah, for the movie. Uh, yeah. So uh, where's it at? It's it's in it's in the living room, but. Uh, also, it's a it's a pipe. You literally bought the hand that they hold. I, I, the I, I got it, and I realized it's a fucking pipe. It's so like you suck on the finger. And I'm like, I can't fucking ruin that pipe. But so it's just it's just furniture now. But um, I'm a sucker for creative horror, and this really, really, really hit the mark for me. Um, swapped out gore for genuine scares, and it, it, I find out you know I kind of hate Gen Z, but this one actually. Maybe you feel happy about it because they have a Gen drug party, but instead of drugs, they're doing the haunted hand. Um, the feel, the look, the scares were so well done. It, it gives me so the two leads are so full out and Joe Bird, and I want more of them after this movie. Um, it's one of the few horror films that even characters I care about, and it's one of those movies that subverts expectations, as in it goes there when you think it's not going to go there. You're like, they're not going to do that, right? And they fucking do, and somehow it works. Um, it's the best horror film since the Barbarian that I've seen, and Barbarian's been like uh, sung its praises. I don't know uh, how it affected me so much, but everyone's like, "Oh, okay, that's up, up there in your list." Because I told people, because it was one of Robert's favorites too. So you're again in good company. Okay, good. Talk to me. I fucking love it. It's the best horror film I've seen this past year, and I went to fucking Panic Fest and saw a ton of great <laughs> horror films. So uh, talk to me. Uh, I fucking love this movie. I love it. I will have to love a child. I will let the, the, the finger fuck me up the ass if it wants to. That's how it'll talk to me. You know, enjoy talking. That's a little weird. Yeah, Neil, enjoy talking. Yeah, to me. I like talk to me. Actually, it's one of the movies that got knocked off all my list. Fuck you. Because, <laughs> uh, because of the other movies I 
remembered. It's just exists. it's just so well done. It's so well done, and I'm scared of All right. it. And I'm in that in that perspective, Chris, my number two oh, is so well done. Okay, and made me forget about the Power Rangers. It made me forget about Rubber Monsters. But my number two is Godzilla minus one. I'm not angry with that. To That's me, <laughs> to me, for you to take Godzilla out of the fucking movie, to make it so Godzilla is not part of what I'm looking at right now, and make him afterthought of what I'm thinking about in this movie. Um, being a guy that has severe like uh, PTSD from like a lot mm. of things that's happened and it's, I'm not going to go into him or anything like that. But for a guy that has that severe PTSD to see a man go through that severe PTSD to be in, to be in subtitles, which I already fucking hate what doing <laughs> to be uh, a movie that I'm usually very familiar because it's a rubber monster movie and to be a movie that makes me feel so much that I care more about the characters than the guy whose name is in the fucking title of the goddamn movie I'm watching. <laughs> that is not just creative uh, creative writing, but creative directing, creative visuals. And then when you do add Godzilla to it, you do have the parts that Mark said earlier about like when he gets the, the nuclear thing going and stuff like that. For you to actually give give me to give a damn and not laugh, get stoned, and just make fun of your rubber monster movie the whole time, for me to actually care about what went on in this film, dude, you deserve you deserve a hats off. And that's why it's my number two. I've already rewatched this movie like six times. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, and we only watched it like five weeks ago. Yeah. Um real I mean, quick real quick before you get we you get our mentions, but you, I'll go first, and then one, so we can all throw out on the top one first for that one. But, yeah, um, yeah, and let's go pretty fast with these guys because we're at like two hours and twenty yeah, minutes fine. at this point. All right, uh, Mark, you want to go with Terran mentions real quick? Um, yeah, to just to make life easier yeah. and go fast. Uh, Super Mario Brothers and the Creator, which is a weird combination, but hold on, give me. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, boy. Okay, um, Super Mario Brothers was in my top 10 because I didn't want to knock the hustle. It was the only other billion dollar movie this year, and that matters. Um, I know people are like, no, quality. Um, no, people need to see your fucking movie. And everyone saw Super Mario just like everyone saw Barbie. Um, it was, it won my heart. It was um, the most closest representation of the IP, the beloved IP mm-hmm. that I'd seen captured on film. Um, it, illuminate, it made Illumination stand out as the premier Tiffany uh animation studio in american cinema right now mm-hmm. like they are making the crowd pleasers that bring the money in i mean you wouldn't know that by migration mm-hmm. but um but super mario brothers billion dollar movie uh everyone had their doubts with um chris pratt voicing mario but it worked the story worked they were able to do stuff with princess peach without making princess peach the you know the the wendy of the <laughs> super mario brothers movie nice nice yeah, yeah. but you know but- it was Handled with love, care, competency, and it's one of the best movies of this year. It's just like I'm not the animation guy. I appreciate animation, but for the same reason, I didn't go Gaga over Spider Man. I I tend to like, you really have to fucking win me over to stay in my top ten. If I can find ten, if I can't find ten other 
non-animated movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's in my honorable mentions. Um, the creator, uh, we had our problems with it. It, it was originally in my top 10, but then there was stuff I liked more. Yeah. Uh, it has amazing visuals. I, it, the problem with the creator is that it spawned a better conversation about artificial intelligence than it did a discussion of the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. So I like, if you listen to our review of it, we have a great conversation about artificial intelligence and futurism and technology. And then we talk about the movie and we're like, it has problems. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, it's a, it's a, you don't get sci-fi like that every, like hardly ever. So seeing that, yeah, coming out. I want, dude. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to like the creator more than I did, yeah. and it just it. There's a couple of times it misses the ball. Okay. Um, and the other one was the Iron Claw. Uh, uh, Iron Claw. That's right. Iron Claw. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So uh, right, uh, top five for you, Chris. Uh, Most honorable mentions. The, yeah, the three I'm going with are uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in Volume Three. Um, Boo! Yeah, no like, fucking a. Yeah, I uh, watched that today. I, I was uh, I was a puddle during the movie. Fitting ending. Sad to see the only Marvel franchise I really love ending. It's just so damn enjoyable. I love it. time with people. So Neil gave me a, a clip that I'm going to play real quick. Uh, so this is from that movie, uh, Just That Movie. It's, oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Why did Bud became... That's not it. Fuck, I, I may have... Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm just... I don't have it, man. I'm sorry. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the go. button? It looks like you're pushing the keyhole. The what? There's a button under the handle. Press that in. Okay. Now what? Open the fucking door. That is a stupid design. And your instructions were very unclear. So yeah, there's no fucking in uh, another fuck word in the other Marvel film besides this one. But was I supposed to pick five honorable mentions? Well, well, yeah, yes. but we're just going down three. It's fine. Oh, okay. Just real quick, then Cocaine Bear. And now I'm done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Miguel, I loved it. Uh, I'm, I think it does. Uh, I'm glad it's over, but I'm sad it's over, but I love Guardians. They're the only Marvel franchise I really, truly love. Like, that. that's the only one. Like, All right, cool. Can I tell you Next. why I brewed, though? Like, just, it's just a yeah, I, I, Why'd you brew it? Because it's just a low-hanging fruit. It feels like... Like, like, who doesn't like the Guardians movies? Like, come on, man. <laughs> All right. My other two are, uh, are They Clone Tyrone, which is amazing. Neil, They Clone Tyrone. We talked about this movie. You loved which it. movie? They Cloned Tyrone. Oh, They Cloned Tyrone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was going to add that poster, yeah. and I didn't. It's a Did super I? unique gosh, sci-fi movie that came yeah. out on Netflix. No one saw it because it came out on Netflix. But it's, it's slipped on the radar. It's got great performances by John Boyega, Jimmy Fox, and Tony Pierce, and it's even got appearances from uh, David Ongar. They clone Tyrone. It's yeah. a really good movie. And, it's and, like ghetto movie meets uh, sci-fi, and they fucked everything up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, uh, especially for somebody that likes the color purple, you will definitely love this movie. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> And then my third favorite is John Wick Chapter Four. I said I didn't put uh, didn't put um, sequels in my top ten, but if I did, this would be. Right or Mark put it. This is an amazing movie. John Wick has the best fight scene you'll see in cinema almost ever. That overhead scene, right. that overhead fight scene, long shot, is the best scene, the best long shot I've seen fucking ever, too. It's amazing. But, yeah, okay. All right, Neil, go for it. That was it? That was your top one? Uh, I mean, top three. I, I didn't really have an order for him, so. 
I'll tell you a top five. I, I do. Okay, I, I the, top the top five, five were, uh, were uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, and Spider Man across the Spider Verse. But we don't right. talk about Dead Reckoning because cocaine bear. Right. Yeah, cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. All right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this shit. All right. So one, my number five is Wonka. I love Wonka. That is like on my top five honorable mentions. It's a great movie. I love musicals. I love it. I'm going to watch it 104 times. But there's a movie I'm going to watch a little bit more than Wonka. And that is, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons oh, Honor Among Thieves. And for the first time I see, in my I see entire creation on the goddamn planet, just like the Iron Claw, this was a movie that did Dungeons and Dragons some goddamn justice in this fucking Are you world. looking for more partners? Because I know this girl, Alexis Haina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Another movie that is uh, my top three in honorable mentions is the one, the only, and it's because it's probably the best in the entire series of ten movies, and that's Saw 10. Oh, oh my God, get the fuck out of here. Did you, did you see oh, it? For them, <laughs> I saw it really it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. For John Kramer being the actual protagonist of the movie and not Jigsaw, for him to actually get back at big money pharma and all that shit. I fucking loved it. It made me happy. It made me lovely. I love things that make me happy. I'm with Neil. I actually really like Sonics. Number two in my honorable mentions is the one, the only Mark, you said it earlier, evil dead rise. I fucking love evil dead rise is one of the best horror movies of the entire year. There's only one horror movie in my entire fucking thing that I can think is better than Evil Dead Rise. And that is the one, the only Mark, you're my buddy. Because you've only said it like several times tonight. The most silly fucking movie that made more money just because it's a silly fucking name. A silly fucking movie. But we all enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it in the theater several times and enjoyed it with friends on many occasions this year. The one... The only <laughs> cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Cocaine, bear. cocaine bear. Yeah, like there's My nothing. son is running for president. He's 10, or he's about to be 10. <laughs> he's running for president now on the um, platform a chicken in every pot and a cocaine in every bear. <laughs> oh, exactly. You're Vote talking Jonas about Radulich for president. You're, you, <laughs> you got, you got, you have a video game. You can go play online still to this day. I, I checked it out last night. Nice. I, I still, I played it for a little bit. Uh, you, you have the, one of the best marketing. And to be honest, the way they did not take themselves serious and they had a good time just making a funny fucking ass movie. Elizabeth Banks you, and all them. I don't know if no, you know this about me, but I tend to do running gags. Right. <laughs> and I'm also a little sarcastic. Yeah, sure. Just a little no way. What? Just a little bit. Shut yeah, up. I, I know. <laughs> Let me tell you how for months, all I did was talk about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I, I hyped this shit up like it was Endgame. Okay? <laughs> That's all I fucking... My, I, my friends fucking hated me. You're talking to a guy that literally his catchphrase is hookers and blow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get it. Um, <laughs> so all I did was talk about Cocaine Bear. Like, And then when we finally got to the movie, we got to the review, and I was so sad it's not as good as I wanted it to be. <laughs> I know. 
But with an aim like cocaine bear, you're like, this is gonna be I fucking amazing. So <laughs> much fun listening, watching it every time. Yeah. With every single person I had it, I had a chance to I watch take it. My kids, I was no, I take never my kids upset when weekly. I walked into a house and they're like, We're gonna watch cocaine bear. I took my I take my kids to the movies weekly and sometimes I have to see stuff twice because I either go with a partner or I go with my you know, then I have to go with my right, kids. Right. I so I saw a cocaine bear with a partner and then uh, because I had to had see it in time for the review. So the week of a week or so later, I took my kids and then I usually take a picture with them in front of the movie poster and there wasn't one where I where I took it. So instead, I took it with just them in front of the theater and they're all like doing growly poses. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> and, the picture. Yeah. I like yeah. And the caption reads, yeah. show your children the arts. <laughs> so I, I saw Cocaine Bear in uh, about six seats over from me. There were three people that drunk that I'd ever seen seeing this movie. <laughs> They were falling down, going down the stairs to the restroom, and just screaming the whole movie. It actually made it better. But, yeah. but Cocaine okay. Bear is okay, Bear is awesome. Yeah. It's not right. as, cinematically. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. But as a as a happening, as it's an experience, still funny it's as great. fuck. It's just yeah. like it's one of those movies I could watch. It, it's like one of those movies. Like, um, uh, what's a good version of that? Or think of something like that. Like Road Trip. I could yeah. watch that thing 104 times. Or Grandma's Boy. I can watch it 104 times in a row. And it, it's not like I care what it what yeah, it is. It's not exactly it, it's, you know cinema, but yeah, it is a like fun time at the movie. It's just it, I'm gonna love every moment of it. Yeah. Now uh, we're I, gonna get to the number one. Yeah, I'm gonna go first to because, because I knew you guys. Yeah, you're gonna one. go number one because I figure what you're gonna say is way different than what the two of us are gonna say. My number one support places or those were poor things. I love this movie. It was. Ah, uh, he loves porn. No, he watches a lot. There's of a porn lot. Porn. There's a lot of fucking. Like, oh my god! Like, did it with, if you, if you, you do all, I gotta do all Chris the here. porn he has on on. Dude, what the fuck like, is that? You're so fuck much you, Neil. There's so many. You're sex like, I like porn thing. You're like, I like poor things, and you give this wonderfully, wonderful, just happy, just descriptive description of this movie. Chris likes it. Oh, this guy just likes porn. No, no. Fuck off. So, Go ahead, Chris. I got you, baby. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of fucking in this movie, but I loved everything about poor boys, poor things. I walked in hoping I'd love it. I, I see my expectations, but I know the best one I've seen this year on a technical for me. Technical level. Yeah, yeah. Emma Stone definitely uh, deserved the Golden Globe that she got for this. This is all. I mean, it's it's like and they got a Golden Globe too, didn't they? Um, I, I can't remember what it was for, but it wasn't just. Uh, oh, for best uh, musical comedy. That's so weird. It's not a musical or a comedy, but it's very very funny. Yeah, and that's what so that's what the Golden Globes yeah, gave it's them. An beautifully award for. shot. These the, I love everything about Poor Things. We've talked about it before, but if you guys watch one more movie. Or at least here's please fucking see four things is my favorite movie of the year and uh Emma Stone I, I liked her before but now I I I might leave my way for her if I can. No, I'm not going to. But anyway. Oh my god, <laughs> don't ever say that about that. You're yeah, that's your dick for saying that, you asshole. Come on. All right. She's not doing, she doesn't listen to this. Poor thing, so uh, go ahead. Uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> His but, wife doesn't listen to this. No, she doesn't. She stopped listening a long time ago. As we got 17 viewers, so, I mean, none of them know your wife. I was, she was, <laughs> she's, she's thinking about leaving me for our starry on the fucking Baldur's Gate 3 chill out. So, um, uh, so, so uh, poor things. Great movie. Yeah, we both reviewed it earlier. Um, Chris. Mm-hmm. Before me and Mark give our final number one, I'm pretty sure I sent you a clip last night. Why don't you go ahead and play that clip? Because I'm pretty sure it's from the exact same movie 
me and Mark are about to agree is the number one movie of the year. I'm just kidding. Anywhere else I'd be ten. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? <laughs> I'm just so, the number one movie, I believe, in me and Mark's vision, am I correct on, on, on investing, you know, everything you said this whole two hours, is Barbie. And dude, I love Barbie, no, too. So sick. Why? I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, it's Barbie. Chris didn't even put in his top 15. No, he's my top to three. And, and honestly, it was... Like, you didn't put in your top 15. Dude, dude honestly, top no, listen, these top, these top three, I really should have said they're all number one to me because I love Barbie just as much as you fuckers do. It's you, great. Oh yeah, you do. You love it so much. Oh, oh, where's it at in your top? Your top. Oh wait, wait. Fuck wait, you, Neil. Fuck what? you. Oh, Gaslighting him. Jesus world, Christ. World made it top three. That's a global number right there. Oh my god. Just that crazy. has to be domestic because the Barbie was the number one movie worldwide. That's global. Okay, well, so well, I, I, that's what I got yesterday. So anyway, <laughs> it's not um, accurate, but go ahead. I didn't make it, brother. I okay. just fucking Anyway, it, let's talk about Barbie, dude. Let's talk about this fucking movie. It's so good. So fucking good. Barbie. Right, can I, go for it. Tell my story. Yeah, yeah, let me let me let me quick tell my story. Mm-hmm. So um before we knew what Greta Gerwig was doing with Barbie, if you'll remember, one of the in one of the development phases of this movie was like the fat Amy Schumer Barbie version. <laughs> like there, there were a couple of yes! different there was a couple of different iterations of Barbie. If you ever watch my podcast, Damn You Hollywood on W2M Network, um, one, my, my partner, uh, Robert Winfrey, he has very particular tastes. It's hard to get him to do anything with a feminist bent. It's hard to get him to do anything with an Afrocentric bent. He'll sometimes do them, but a lot of times I spare him because it's not worth the fight. So he bowed out of Barbie early because we all thought Barbie was just going to be a stupid toyetic garbage silly movie nobody fucking saw this thing coming so when i plotted it out on my review schedule my good friend and i and i'm i hesitate to tell the story kind of the way i think about it because i don't want to hurt the guy's feelings but when i decided we were going to do this he's like he he volunteered he's like i'll go see barbie but he thought the same thing i did that we're just going to review this dumb shit movie and then we'll move on with our lives. And I love Ronnie to death. But when I think about uh, the issues of the day, when I think about film craft, when I think about you know, deep, deep thinking about the different themes a movie can present to you, Ronnie's not the guy I go to. That's Robert. So fast forward, we did a triple feature of Sisu, which almost made my list, by the way. It almost made my honorable mentions. Sisu, Barbie, and the machine, which I joked about. I accidentally created the poly. The machine! Oh my god! I was in my honorable mention. So, ima- so imagine early. like yeah. Sisu, yeah. and in the middle is Barbie, yeah. and on the other side is you know Burt Kreischer. Yeah. It's the polyamory play. <laughs> um, anyway, we did a triple feature of that, but Ronnie dutifully went to see it. He comes on and the whole time is crying about how men are presented in that movie, and. Yeah, but it's not on. men, it's a society. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so he's crying. So we spent an hour discussing just the Ken element of Barbie because he was so mad about how about how, what Greta Gerwig 
did to men in it and how he felt about it and how frustrated it made him. So I spend an hour trying to explain to this guy how great Barbie is, why it works on what levels it's working, you know, about feminism and all this other stuff. And you got to understand, like I make a lot of jokes, but you're not going to find like a bigger ally of, you know, the feminists. Yeah. First or second wave feminist. After that, it's a little wonky <laughs> than, than me. And when I tell you between being a mental health person and an mm. empathizer and a thinker, I laughed. I cried. I, this movie moved me in ways few movies do these days. I could not have loved Barbie more. And I talked about it with a guy who maybe got a fifth of it. And I was so frustrated I have told this story to like, and to, th- and to this day, I have people like running up to me like, hey, where was Robert on your Barbie review? Yeah. You tell with the wrong guy. I texted you and asked if he was a fun eater because <laughs> he, he didn't see us on the, 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 the podcast. And I don't understand. Like, I don't, I, it bothers me that someone, you know, saw it and didn't like it because I, no, he didn't see oh, it. You know what bothers me? You know what bothers me? Let me jump in here for a second. You know yeah. what bothers me? I do a movie review thing with a guy that I've done 300 episodes with. Dude, and, and will you calm down? 15. Will you calm the fuck down? 15? You didn't even put Barbie in there? It's in there, dude. I, it's number three. I it told was number three or some shit. Yeah, three. I don't know. I don't All right. know. So to conclude, so you can actually talk about the movie. <laughs> I've had people come up to me be like, hey, listen, we've heard you talk about how your review of Barbie didn't go so well. Would you like to try again with someone else? And I'm like, maybe. (laughs) Barbie is the best movie of the year um, for a lot of different reasons for me. Set design. Best set set design. 100% set design is off the chart. The the Malibu Barbie houses or the dream Barbie (laughs) houses that they do. Like, um, I I grew up with sisters. I grew up with cousins. I was like the only male. Like, I had Castle Grayskull, and all of them had the Barbie dream houses. So, like, (laughs) you have Castle Grayskull in the middle of these Barbie dream houses with He Man playing with Barbie. So, yeah, when I saw them, I was like, damn, that's awesome. When um, the stuff that the Barbie movie talks about for both genders, it's not, you know, it's, I don't think it's just a pro women, anti man. No, I don't either. I think, I think the way the movie deals with gender norms and the frustrations, I, I, I've talked about this before. My daughter is claiming to be non-binary because she doesn't, I mean, she dresses as a girl, she acts as a girl, but she claims as the kids do these days to be non-binary. And the reason being is for her, to be not pigeonholed into a specific gender mm-hmm. um, limits the possibilities of her expression. And she doesn't want to be, she does not want to be limited by her gender. She mm-hmm. just wants to be who she is. Right. And when I, I think about her, I think about the Barbie movie because what the Barbie movie is saying is, Hey, as men, as women, we have gender, we have gender roles, we have gender norms and it's limiting and it's frustrating and it's causing tensions right. and it's causing depression and we're having we're we're struggling as a society because things are changing rather rapidly and we're not keeping up with it and it's causing a lot of strife in everyday society among people just trying to live their lives. Exactly. Barbie speaks to this, not always competently, but at least it's at least it opened up that conversation mm-hmm. in a way I don't see other movies in the mainstream doing. That's, no. that's, that's a, a great point. 
brought up about the, the conversation that it's now in, yeah. in in every household you've seen this unless you're you know, you're awful because Barbie it 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 was for everyone. And yeah. Right. Well let me jump on his point before you just totally annihilate it with whatever you're going with on there. But like I I know I know where you're going. You're trying to end it. You're trying to I was not trying to end the fuck you, dude. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know where you're. Neil, fuck you. Go ahead. You're both pretty. Go on, Neil. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm. Uh, let me jump on his point for a second, though. Too is that in a society where, by any means, that should this be the number one thing that we talk about is sexuality, about somebody, uh, what people perceive themselves. It should not be in in this society. We should probably be talking about, hey, how about we pay people more. Hey, how about people be able to be able to eat food? Hey, how would it be easier to get health care? Stuff like that. No. But in the last two years, society has made it very much part of that our sexuality or who we want to be, uh, male, female, whatever our sexual gender are, it needs to be a part of the forefront. And I feel like Barbie was the big fuck you to all those people who were like, hey, look, everybody's just going to be who they are. It's been the way we've all been for years, for decades. I mean, it, you know, uh, people arguing about drag queens uh, is a thing. But guess what? There's been drag queens since the 1800s, and nobody gave a fuck. And so, like, literally for people to put something on the storm front and in a movie, in a cinematic way, to be like, hey, you know what? It's okay just to be who you are. And just stop this communication. You don't need to tell Mr. Banker that asks you, are you a guy or girl? So you go in the bathroom. You know, whatever. You go into the bathroom that you go into and you go pee wherever the fuck you want to. Let me uh, this- interject something real quick. Because um, this came up in, during the review and then Robert kind of brought it back up again in his own way. And um, it was the treatment of men in Barbie. One of the things, you know, one of the things I said to Ronnie at the time, and and I have had to beat this horse to death, is that you know we talk about like men's mental health is often neglected. Right. The way men, because of the way a lot of us as boys are raised or not raised, mm-hmm. if you don't have men in your life, um, and you're just raised by women, a lot of stuff that is the male life experience is often neglected, not thought about, and if you express it you're then seen as less than manly. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Barbie talks about. It's yep. why like, when Ronnie's like, I don't think this treated men very well. It's like, no, it treated men awesome because it, 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 it pointed out that yes, being a woman is hard. And that is a big part of what Barbie was, but also being a man is hard in the sense that there is an expectation of us that many of us can't live up to. And sometimes it's way out of reach, but if you don't meet that expectation, you as a person get nullified. Yep. You get told right. you don't matter. Yeah. If you're not doing this, 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 and this, you are told as a man, you don't matter. You don't barely exist. No one should respect you. You don't get to participate in society anymore, essentially. And then what ends up happening is you're sitting there as a guy and, and you're like, okay, well then I'll do all of those things. And life suddenly doesn't work out for you. And you're like, then what am I supposed to do? I did all right. the things you said I'm supposed to do as a man and life still didn't work out. I was left 
I was abandoned. You know, I lost out on opportunities. And you're like, what else am I supposed to do as a human being? And nobody has any good answers for you. Try better. Do but do more. And you're like, I exactly. And exactly. then you wonder why so many guys have arrested development. Right. They they don't try anymore. They they live like like a, like bears. <laughs> you wonder why guys are in droves, uh, attracted to online virtual life. Yeah, because yes. life is a guy sucks so bad right now. Where if you do all the right things, you're still wrong. You do all the wrong things, you're horrible. You're the worst villain in history. To where a lot of guys right. are just going, I don't want to participate in society anymore. I'm going to put on glasses and live in like fucking a video game. Right. I'm going to buy a robot sex doll because it's better than any human relationship I'm ever going to have. And Barbie yeah, talked be about that. Yeah, Barbie was like, yes, it's, it did. It's for everyone. It's for fucking everyone. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that that I've told people that have just sort of uh, laughed it off and like, no, you need to see this movie because for everyone, it's it has to, it's yeah. and it's fun. It's fun movie, it, it, even if it, you know, probably got bottled the end of it. Barbie is, yeah. it's a cultural phenomenon for a reason. And like I said, it's so many times I gets it right uh, when it comes to how giant it is. It's a, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's it's look, it's not perfect. There's some film crap. No, no, no. It's ma- yeah, if you want to go through film and yeah. if you want to do the whole <laughs> nitpick and all that stuff like that. Here, yes, there here. are elements let of the film that me, are not let great. Me, let, me, let me take this back since Mark only ranted for three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> I'm but, sorry. <laughs> I know. I love to do Mark, but I love to do I love Mark. I love having a conversation with Mark. Mark, we should literally, like, literally just have conversations every day a week. Like, anytime <laughs> I want to talk about anything. Like, just let me know. I'll, I'll come right to this room. We'll have a great conversation about anything ever. I don't give a shit. Thanks, man. Uh, I don't care if it's pro wrestling, movies, whatever. And I'll hook you up with a millionaire. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to um, shut up now because I feel like I'm being shamed. But no, 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 uh, no, no, no I love to. I love to. I love to. The millionaire keeps on messaging me. By the way, he's like, "Who's this guy on your podcast?" You thought this is going to be an hour and a half? Why is this two and a half hours at this point? But anyway, to back Mark up and let's cut this off and finish it up. Um, Barbie was one of the best movies, and uh, to be honest, it wasn't just because of the rewatchability. I've already watched that fucker like 40 times. I don't know how many times I've watched it, but I've watched it plenty of times. It's on the background a lot. Uh, when I, It's like my go-to. It's like my Twilight Zone, my Big Bang Theory. It's like literally um, if I need just something playing in the background, it's one of those movies that do that. And to be honest... Everything that it imagines and everything that it's a part of needs to be a part of the society that we mm-hmm. live in, that we all need to understand that it's not just girls, it's not just guys, it's all of us as human beings that need to reflect on what makes us better as human beings and not to be greedy asshole cunts. And, and I mean, let's say the most gruesome word in the, the history of... English, I guess. It's probably just a but, uh, word, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, it's the bottom line. So that is it. Oh, that, yeah, that has yeah. to be at this point. We're at two hours and thirty minutes. Chris is going to have 
fun editing this, this shit. Be the, it's gonna be the uh, shit. Yeah, that, my whole yeah. rant's getting cut out, isn't it? No, no, <laughs> you, no. You keep on keeping all your shit in because honestly, that rant was the best thing for the whole podcast. I think yeah, it was a great, it was a great rant, and I loved every minute of it. I'm not gonna love it. And to be honest, Mark, seriously, it's almost broken my heart that you have not had me on one of your podcasts this past year. Right, not we'll, we'll one. You on Neil, you're not one. Not one. We had a whole long speech last year together where i was like dude i will jump on anything you ask me to and you're like i'll get you brother you didn't call me once and we need we need to do this year. more than once a year i think uh, there's there's a whole three months that had a broken arm and a cast and all i'm doing is watching <laughs> movies oh, Neil, and watching wrestling on. and shit you did not call me once anyway okay, i'm gonna but, send you i'm gonna send you the damn you hollywood list and you come on any podcast you want. All right, cool. And we'll have you back anyway, uh, before the a year because uh, I miss you, pal. I want you on. Yeah, I miss once. you too. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, oh, like, I'm not really. as social as I used to be. I started dating a girl that's only available on Saturdays and Sundays, so yeah. I'm back to being available. Dude, we, so, we only record on like Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So yeah. fuck off. <laughs> okay, no. okay, guys. I, I, I loud and clear. Got it. I, I, yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Guess what? That's when Neil goes socialized. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, me too. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll make sure we do this more than once a year because I fucking hey. love you on. After a great episode, Chris, why don't you tell everybody where we're available at? You can find us online at moviesdonsuck.net, where uh, Facebook.com slash moviesdonsuckpodcast. We are uh, somewhere in the 2mnet. That's uh, net.com. Right on the main page. You yeah. can go right there and w see all number of us. W number 2 com. You can find our podcast there along with a bunch of other badass ones. We're also on uh, Patreon. Go to Patreon.com slash moviesdonsuck. We're on uh, Instagram, podcast. We're also on X. From Windows Twitter, X, uh, at MTS Podcast, maybe? How long will be that? I don't know. Um, uh, we're also on pay, uh, we're also on Bonfire. Go to Bonfire.com. Search me on Sunday. You'll find our shirts along with a bunch of stuff Neil's made. Uh, if you, and we're trying to podcast, podcast. Fuck. You can find who's on Suck Sunday. Hey, hey, bro. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, Neil, what do you serve all small businesses? If you got a small business, let us know. We'll be more than happy to advertise you to our thousands of listeners, our millions of followers right here on Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Don't Do. Believe me, we'll have a good time. Let's thank you again for our fucking great friend, Mark, everybody. Let's give a big round of applause. Woo! Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Thank so you very Mark, much. Mark, do you want to talk a little bit about W2Mnet.com? Sure. Um... We have a landing page. It's w3mnet.com. Uh, we're on YouTube, LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page. Um, my subset is the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network. It, too, has a Facebook page and a X. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, on, I'm on TikTok. That is my main thing these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I take clips, 10-minute clips of my show, and I post them on TikTok. I also post clips of my 10-year-old son doing stand-up comedy, my 13-year-old daughter singing and dancing. Um uh, there's also me doing naked karaoke or clothed karaoke, whichever you prefer. Um, yes, yes, sir. All right, cool. I, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna drink a lot tonight. <laughs> that's, that's the typical reaction I get. Um, so yes, all of my uh, my my podcast clips, stuff with my kids, and social outings are all on my TikTok at, at Mark Rattledge. It's on the screen. If you're just listening on audio, it's at Mark M A R K Rattledge R A D U L I C H on TikTok. I'm also on the Instagram. Um, <laughs> Instagram. I'm on the Instagram. <laughs> um, Mark Kind M A R K K I N D seventy six. You can uh, find me on X at at Mark Rattledge. 
And if you gain to want to talk to me on Messenger or Facebook, it's Mark Rattledge LCSW, which stands for, believe it or not, after hearing me rant like that, licensed clinical social worker. <laughs> um, we have it. We have a Rattledge and Broadcasting Network uh, Facebook page, like I said, and that's it. We uh, damn you, Hollywood is the main weekly theatrical exhibition uh, movie review podcast. We also do. Um, well, we look back at old movies. That one's called On Trial. My buddies and I, once a month or so, get together, talk metal, watch metal videos, and tell fun stories. That's the Metal Hammer of Doom jukebox. We just put up an episode yesterday. Metal. Dude, yo, Suno.ai, we, on air, wrote a song about narcissistic women <laughs> and played it, and it's on TikTok now. But we, what last night's show, there was an entire segment where we wrote and composed. Mark, you, AI. You, this you know, I used to write lyrics for like heavy. Metal. Oh my God. You would have such a great time with this. Yeah, we dude. literally composed. You had a- Come on, dude. Do I not look like a God? <laughs> and had AI oh, write man. us like a steel Panther esque ballad <laughs> about our narcissistic. Did I tell girl. you about the time I did blow with steel Panther? That sounds amazing. Yeah. We'll, get to yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that's the metal hammer doom extra. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is our triple features. Sometimes there's three old movies. Sometimes it's three new ones. Sometimes it's their director focus. We've done ones for David Lynch, Tim Burton, um, Wes Anderson. This past year, we'll be doing more. Uh, we have a show called Long Road to Ruin, where we look at movie franchises. This past year, we looked at um, John Waters' Trash Trilogy. We looked at Boz Lerman's Red Curtain Trilogy. We looked at the Men in Black. We just did Home Alone for the uh, for the holidays. Yeah. So all the Rattle and Broadcasting stuff is part of W2M Network, along with the anime guys who do talk to Keki, the video games to the max, my buddy Jesse Starcher, my brother from another mother and hetero life mate. He has a source material podcast where he talks comic books and unspoken issues where they focus on 90s podcasts. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. 90s comics. So uh, check all those out, please. Yes, W2Mnet.com. All right, cool. Uh, all right, cool. Are you ready to go here? I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Oh, <laughs> shit. I closed everything. I but closed everything. We're good, man. We're good. So because uh, Mark was talking so long, uh, just give me a I'm second. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, what do you, I can go back to talking if you want. Why do you want to yell at me? I'm yelling at you all the time. He's going to have to edit this part out. Yeah, that's fine. fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Now ask uh, me again. Hey, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. All right, so now here's just some of the best quotes of 2023. Let's see if you can follow with me. Confusion is part the first step of the journey to knowledge. It's not so much that you believe. It's how hard you believe. Amateurs seek the sun and get eaten. Power stay in the shadows. If you leave something behind, you gain something too. And these scars we have make us who we are. We're not meant to go back and fix them. And also, the best phrase of the entire year 2023, family. (laughs) Guys, have a good night. (laughs) Have a great time. Make sure to check us out. (laughs) 